This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to another new episode of All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that fantasy drafts the entire world. I am your host, Ian Carmel, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we are drafting uh, something very near and dear to my heart. We are drafting 90s hip-hop albums. This is, this is actually the first podcast we recorded, and then we put it in the cooler for a minute, and uh, now we're releasing it to you here. Uh, so there will be references to it being the first one. It's not the first one. Um, this is just me fucking with you. If you drop LSD and listen to me say it's the first one, it'll totally open up your mind. It's going to be amazing for you. <laughs> Today, we, 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 did 90, we did 90s hip-hop. Uh, hip-hop, of course, started in the late 70s in the South Bronx, you know, with DJs and MCs uh, rapping over breakbeats. It grew throughout the 80s. By the 90s, it was a full-force, full you know, cultural mainstream thing. Uh, on the West Coast, you had groups like NWA. On the East Coast, you had Biggie and Nas. Uh, the South started to represent, you know, with with the Outkast coming out of Atlanta, UGK coming out of Houston. Uh, Lord Michael said about Saturday Night Live that your favorite cast is whatever cast you know was there when you were in high school, and that's probably a little bit true of uh, hip hop too. I wasn't in high school in the '90s, but that's when I really started to get into it. So I think of it as the golden uh, the golden age of hip hop. Uh, here to draft '90s hip hop albums with me, I am joined by the comedian. Matt Bronger, uh, very funny man, huge, huge rap fan, was actually in a rap group himself in college, although it, it's tough to get him to admit to it on a podcast. And uh, joining me and Matt is Jeff Weiss, who is a uh, music writer. He's written for LA Weekly, Playboy, Rolling Stone, so many, so many different, uh, so many different places to find his reading. He's such a well, well thought out uh, intellectual about hip-hop, but not in the annoying way where it takes all the fun out of it. He's someone who genuinely loves uh, loves rap music and is amazing at writing and talking about it. So for me, it was just a joy to have him in the studio. It was always a joy to have Bronger anywhere near me, uh, and I think you're going to enjoy it too. Here we are drafting 90s hip-hop albums. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of All Fantasy Everything. I am your host, Ian Carmel, as you know, and uh, today we are drafting hip-hop albums from the 1990s. We're doing a fantasy draft only on hip-hop albums, only from the 1990s. I have two esteemed guests here with me today. I'm going to introduce them right now. Uh, first, and drafting first, is Matt Bronger. Hello. Matt is a stand-up comedian, originally from the Rose City of Portland, Oregon. Yes, sir. And then moved to New York City. Then Chicago. And then Chicago. Now Los Angeles. And then graces us here in uh, <laughs> Los, Los Angeles. Matt, while, while we have people listening, where can, where can people find you on the internet and go see you perform stand-up? Oh, you can go to mattbronger.com. That's M-A-T-T-B-R-A-U-N-G-E-R.com yeah. for all my dates. Uh, and uh, follow me at Bronger on Twitter. And uh, if you want to see some of my stuff, I'm on uh, my Netflix special, Big Dumb Animal. Perfect. Fantastic. Yep. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, to my right, we have Jeff Weiss. 
Hit, uh, writer? I'm not going to lay I, I don't know what I am either. What are you? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not esteemed. I took great umbrage with your introduction. I left out esteemed on purpose. Uh, thank you. And I'm yeah, trying not, to build tension. Not, not esteemed. I I'm feel trying like, to build tension for the draft. Yeah, I feel when it's like you in your room with a cat all day long, yeah. it's not really you can't be <laughs> esteemed. <laughs> you know, and when your cat is named after a literary figure, it's even less esteemed. What so. is your cat's name? Uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. It's only actually funny. It's insufferable if I don't include the But I make sure that I include the cat so like you go into the vet and yeah. they're like f scott fitzgerald i'm like uh you're forgetting something yeah and they're like oh, that's not my cat f. scott fitzgerald the cat fantastic <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah. you primarily you're a esteemed cat namer i'm a cat namer uh and then I'm you're also a you're a whisperer you're a writer you write a lot about hip-hop you write about a ton of things yeah i like i you know i tried to not be like the old you know it's like i think if you're writing about hip-hop at a certain point you become the, the proverbial old guy in the club so i'm trying to write more about uh you know, pol- uh, no, like politics sometimes, yeah. uh, sports sometimes. Where where can people find the stuff you write? And do you have anything coming out soon you're excited about you want to send people uh, to? On Twitter.com, I'm at Passion Weiss. I have a website called Passion of the Weiss, which I edit uh, because I like losing money, <laughs> I, which is the most non-Jewish thing I've ever said. Yeah. Uh, you're, just to be clear, you're Jewish. <sighs> Okay, thank you. It'd be Good. amazing if like, you weren't like for, just saying that. Like, whoa, you're all right, like, man. Uh, like, yeah, you're like, whoa, like, anti-Semitism I don't know. starts early. Oh, I didn't see that no, coming at all. We won't be picking any Beastie Boys that albums. Was, yeah, that was my, oh, yeah, that was, that was my setup, actually, for uh, – I have an article that uh, – it'll be out in the next Playboy um, – and online, which is actually, I went to the Israeli Burning Man. I was telling you about that earlier. Yeah, Israeli, there's a Burning that's Man a thing? in Wait, Israel. Well, I just, oh. it was such a good joke that I was like, all right, that's like, <laughs> I was in Israel, I got a free trip to, because like, I don't know, like, they'll, they'll just give you free trips to Israel. It wasn't even birthright, but you can just kind of get free Yeah, trips. that's true. So I was on a previous uh, trip to Israel, and some guy's like, I run the Israeli Burning Man. I was like, yeah, that's a story. Tell, and, yeah. Uh, you were telling me, tell Matt, well, but the date that yeah, you ate? so... It's like day three of the Israeli Burning Man. I'm like just ragged. And I'm just like, if I have to hear any more psychedelic trance music, somebody's got to die. <laughs> but everyone has guns except me, so it's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just like, go to this guy. And like they have this expression, like, the plaia provides. And I'm like, fuck your plaia providing. It doesn't provide <laughs> shit. I can't even get weed here. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> And oh, then, that's and, that doesn't count as a Burning Man if no. you can't. If you get can't weed. get drugs, I yeah, like weed. A, yeah, like I was like, please, anything, anything. Like I was like, nothing I can inject. <laughs> like yeah, I don't, no. I, I don't know what's going on here. So he goes, he pulls me aside. He's like, Psst. I was like, I walk over this guy, and he's like, here, this is this is a psychedelic date. I was like, well, that's the most Israeli thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like, do I take it with some hummus? Like, what do I like? How do yeah. I do this? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. You have so to I, take it in a burgeoning settlement. That's yeah, the yeah. Mm-hmm. No, shit got really crazy. And then I took it and uh, immense guilt. That watched yeah, <laughs> just, just, just so no, much just, overwhelming started, psychedelic yeah, guilt. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Psychedelic guilt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like honestly, like the Holocaust <laughs> appeared before my uh, eyes. Glorious. <laughs> and uh, but I did watch Noah's Ark burn down. Which was, which right. was like, and honestly, like, I felt like I was like this weird, bad Holy Land amusement park. And then I go into, uh, there's like, I'm tripping out now. I'm like, I don't feel good. I think I'm, uh, yeah, you know, wandering to a place called the Afterlife, which I'm like, oh, it's a chill out kind of Burning Man thing. And it, I thought we didn't believe in the Afterlife. Yeah, which, well, it was a lesbian SM show. Which, oh, okay, fantastic. With a man dressed as the devil. And I'm just like, and then like, they're playing, like, all of a sudden, Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive comes on. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, they're going to murder me to a Richie guitar. Richie <laughs> Sambor guitar solo. <laughs> Israeli Burning Man sounds way better than American Burning Man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know anything well, about it. Seems com- it either. seems completely unpretentious. Completely unpretentious. Like, yeah. I found this CD in the corner. I don't know what it's on. I'm just going to throw it on. Yeah. You look like oh, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
All right, so they can find that's coming out soon on yeah. Playboy in Playboy. Yeah, it'll be on Playboy's website. All right, print. Yeah, so. uh, fantastic. Since since we're talking about uh, '90s hip hop today, I want to do maybe a little update. Is there any what what hip hop are you guys listening to right now? What do you what's the music you're listening to right now that you like? Just a quick recommendation for our listeners, Matt. You got you want well, to go first? Well, I mean, we were just talking about uh, about about Chance, you know, which I feel like he's just ever present and and and, and all around. It, yeah, it, it, he's great. But uh, you brought up a great point about like it's just almost too happy and too and too positive. Yeah, it's a little. It kind of gets there a little bit. Yeah, and I and I I would agree with that. I'm trying to think of something modern I listen to. I I make fun of guys my age that pretend they like Future. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I love Future. And it's like I I (laughs) like I like some of it, but I like like. When, when you know, I'm 42. When I meet like a guy that's my age, it's just like, oh, I'm really into. I'm like, mm, yeah. Are you though? Are you? Or it's you like know I can't you're supposed like it as someone as much as someone who's 22. I just can't. Yeah. But I do like you know. I appreciate it. Like you know, I like. It's kind of almost like listening to you know Stan Getz. Like I like different rhythmic structures. You yeah. Know what I mean, like that. I was like, wow, they came up with an entirely new rap, rap and style, rap and pattern. Even you know, the, even the melody and the, and the, and, the, and the beat pattern and, and uh, you know the numbers are just completely like different. They you know he I mean? completely fucked it up. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. happens when you come up just on Promethazine and Atlanta strip clubs. Yeah. That's, that's, how, that's how I feel about Young Thug. Like, yeah, uh, he, yeah. Just like I, I, he also has this weird thing in my brain. It's like the, the tears part of my brain. Like, uh-huh. like I'll be out and I'll be like, man, I don't know why he makes me want to cry. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm so happy I want to cry. And I, I'm like, like and if you told my 21 year old self, you you will be liking a man named Young Thug, right? Know. Well, he, that doesn't sound like a thug at all. No, no he almost but, raps and he in Jeffrey. It makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> He's redeemed Jeffrey's. He raps mm-hmm. in this pitch that is like hearing your own baby cry, where yes. you're like drawn to it. You know, it's like, oh, I have to care for it. Mm-hmm. I have to care for young thug. Wait, it's not. It's just. It's a. It's the first robot baby. Yeah, like it's not a, a baby. It's a robot baby. <laughs> young you know? thug is is hip hop's robot baby. Robot baby. <laughs> that they just put a mic in front of and he made a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's as good of a point as any uh, to jump in. Mm-hmm. I'll, really quick, Schoolboy. Q's album, Blank Face. Yeah, yeah I can't sorry. stop listening to that's it. A, that's amazing. Definitely fuck with that. I was more yeah. of a YG fan of the two. You were a, you took YG y- over y- Schoolboy oh, Q. Yeah, yeah. YG. I, I growing up in LA, like I feel like I, I hear that like that synth line. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like I'm like Pavlov's dog. I'm like it mm-hmm. gets you going immediately. Oh, yeah, I'm like all of a sudden I'm doing dances I don't know how to do. Yeah, both. I'm like, <laughs> why am I doing this? I would well, like. No, I feel like I'm cheating because like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I like is. It sounds like the stuff I grew up on, like Joey Badass, yeah, and, and that and that whole crew it was like it's like well you're basically doing, yeah you know, I wouldn't even call it old school New York, but just New York, New York, yeah, you know, kind of real stuff. New York hip hop, so unmitigated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's get into it, okay. And then I think some music here, or maybe something like that, just <laughs> or just that. leave this just part. Don't even edit that I'll out. Just leave. Yeah, I'll <laughs> beatbox. <laughs> you guys freestyle yeah, over it. Yeah. Um, all right, so then we're gonna, and I'll just introduce you as the first pick. Okay. All right, with the first pick, the first pick ever on All Fantasy Everything for uh, drafting 90s hip-hop albums, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Bronger. Well, I had to go with the combination Satchel Page and uh, Babe Ruth of, to me, 90s uh, uh, rap albums, Illmatic by Nas. Illmatic. To me, when that came out, I was in college, and I just remember, it was as if, to use like a basketball analogy, it was as if, as if Jordan in like 1992 started as a rookie but was that good right and was dunking on everybody and was making every shot like this like Nas was you'd only heard him on live at the barbecue and the main source out uh, uh song and he said the he's known for just saying the craziest shit like he 
uh, originally the cover for Illmatic, he was going to have Jesus in a headlock. That's what he wanted to have. <laughs> like a full-grown Nas a with full, Jesus Christ in holding, head? Like, no real metaphor there. Just like, was... like, I hate everything. Yeah. And he was all, but he also, he he had like a swagger and he, he, he had his, he's who's who of producers on that album. There isn't a dud in a bunch. Yeah. Like, you, that is the, the rare, not just hip hop, but any album you can listen to beginning to end and not have to skip a song. Like, it's, it's just incredible. It's widely regarded not only as like one of the best albums of the 90s, but just like one of the best hip hop albums. Yeah, I think it's ever. Top, top 10 best rap album of all time. Like, yeah. one of them, you know? Uh, and it's He's, just, he, I mean, like, with Nas, like, I mean, I didn't listen to Nas until like I was like probably 21, 22. It uh-huh. just, it just never crossed my plate until sure, that point. Sure. So at that point, you know, I've listened to everyone who Nas influenced, you right. know, like Jay-Z, of course, and yeah. like everyone else who – but he was almost like kind of a dividing line, it seemed like, mm-hmm. between like the hip-hop of the 80s. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he was like that first yeah, like sure. MC who spits the way. He's almost like the last of that generation in a way. Like, you know, he's like, you know, the Big Daddy K and the Rock Hams. Like the was Juice a, Crew. He was the anointed one. Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, he comes out – like, I got into Nas, actually, via, uh, it was written, the second album. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think that's kind of interesting, because I feel like the first album is a greater album, more brilliant. I If I had to listen to one right now, I would pick the second one. It was written just because it felt more modern to me, and uh, I don't know, it was just, like, that was, he, that was him going into the new style, I think, like, that mid-90s, kind of, like, anticipating the Jiggy era. There's an interesting Questlove story, where he's talked about, like, I think it was the 95 Source Awards. Yeah. Where yeah. Nas loses, uh, like oh. to everybody basically from like the West and then like you could just see him getting like crestfallen and all of a sudden like he loses the true school mentality and becomes like the uh, Nas Escobar right yeah, he, start, you know? he starts to make yeah. music for the radio yeah wearing like silk shirts and yeah, well, yeah and also, I like that like, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like I like that too like, yeah, yeah. Like, sure yeah I'm also a, I'm also a fan of that stuff yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah yeah but that I mean it took like I think it took Illmatic like like two years to go gold like it didn't catch yeah, on at no. first they it were like was... almost the Velvet Underground where it was like you, you know, not everybody listened to it, but your favorite, it was your favorite rapper's favorite yeah. rapper kind of thing. But it also was like one of those albums that everybody had their favorite song. Yeah. It. Like, and it was always a different song. That, like, I, I don't really like notice or uh, know of many albums where everybody has like a different favorite. What is your you favorite know? song off Illmatic? Uh, <laughs> see, I, I'm, I, I gotta be, I'm, I think I'm, uh, I always loved Represent. That's had, my favorite one. Yeah. It yeah. Had, the chorus is nothing, there's no chorus. But just everything he says on it is just ill and bananas. And that beat is amazing. The bananas. And he beat, rides yeah. the beat so well. Mm-hmm. That that's all. Represent was on the soundtrack to a video, the NBA 2K16 that I played ha. incessant. I played it for thousands of hours, like yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And I never got tired of that song. Every mm-hmm. time it came on, I was like, oh, oh, here it is. Yeah. You know? I, I remember I had, a, I had a friend who was deeply stoned and just kept texting me Nas lyrics from that, from that album. Yeah. Just like I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Yeah, yo, I'm like yeah, I've heard it. I've heard the album. No, I need a new nigga for this black cloud to follow because while it's over me, it's too dark to see tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, man, I know. I'm I have familiar the album. with the album. Yeah, and now he's the editor of Rap Genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His name, yeah, yeah. He had you explain all of those lyrics, and then that turned into the first. Right, exactly. he, he just didn't. That's why he texted. He just didn't get it. <laughs> that guy owes you yeah. forty million dollars. Yeah. All right. So with the first okay. pick of '90s hip hop albums, Matt Bronger goes with Nas, Illmatic. Illmatic. 
Classic pick, mm. Jeff. Do you want the? Do you want you go the go yeah, okay. coming up second? With it. See, this okay. This is the pick that I would just go for personally. Otherwise, if it was a real fantasy draft, you could probably get this in a later. It's round. a real fantasy draft. It's a real. And, I'm gonna can, go, I'm just can gonna, I say though? Can I say though? I mean, I think we're all picking like our favorite. Our favorite. Yes, right? absolutely. Yes. Good, yeah. good, good. There's good. no criteria. This, is not, pick this however album you want. sold more than any. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone here should be picking <laughs> anyway, Hammer. Yeah, no, no, it's Mace's Harlem World, which I thought about including because I love. Would you make fun of someone for picking that? The best interview. Questions. The best interview question ever is like, if you had 24 hours to live, what would you do? <laughs> you're like, but you know, like, <laughs> it's great. Always an answer. Uh, now I'm gonna go with Outcast AT Aliens. AT Aliens, which a lot of yes. people would go with. Uh, a lot of people would go with Equemini. Yeah. Again, Equemini probably the greater record because that is just like Curtis Mayfield, like Sly, mm-hmm. like in rap form, and it's just in Parliament. AT Aliens to me is. I guess I kind of like I'm partial to kind of like the futurism thing, but there's like a sadness and like a melancholy to it too. Yeah, maybe yeah isn't necessarily man. in Outcast. You know, like you have Big Boy's aunt had just died. Andre is obviously go. He, you know, I think he like gets sober, starts wearing like the turban. Yeah. Meets Erica Badu is like just at the peak of Baduism in the best way, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. Like, I feel like the moment it starts off with, you know, two dope boys. And yeah. like, I'll just never forget being, like, 14, 15 years old, hearing that for the first time. And just, I, I, you felt like transported to a different world. And I, I, I never really, you know, because it's easy to think about it now. But this is, like, before Cool Keith. This is before Dell. This is before all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. there probably were. I'm probably forgetting some at the time. But I don't know. Did you ever watch the video for Elevators, like, Me and You? Yeah. Like, where he's, like, it's, like, the little boy... And he's like reading a comic book, and then all of a sudden it just opens up into a crazy world, and they're yeah. like in the jungle, and it's I, that that to me, like I felt like I was that little kid, and it just, I guess it was like to me the most imaginative record I'd ever heard at that time. And organized, organized noise, like forget it. No, oh my has god, has there ever been a better hip hop production team? And like no samples, I don't, like more no the, samples, more that thematic, never... yeah, so so incredibly creative. Yeah, and just think yeah. about, it. I mean, okay, Manny Fresh comes. I mean, Manny Fresh was doing like kind of the early kind of bounce mixture stuff, but like. You know, you have Dre previously to that point. Dre is basically, I mean, a brilliant, but doing loops. Riz is doing loops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Organized yeah. Noise are creating stuff out of, like, from scratch. Yeah. You know? They're, like, ama- they're amazing. There's a great documentary. Well, not great, but there's a pretty good documentary about Organized Noise. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah you can find it on I forget the name of it. You can find it on Netflix. I think it's The Art of the Art of. Something. It might just it be the, the art of noise. Yeah. The art of yeah, noise, yeah. Well, when like Southern Playlistic Cadillac music came out, I remember hearing that album and being like, the production value on this is bananas. And yeah. like all all of the, and I was like, that thought of just like, what amazing samples. Nope, it's all yeah. play. Yeah. And they were still kind of like, since they're from the South and of the South, they were kind of stuck in that, you know, you know, big Cadillac, you know, Playlistic stuff. And then Atlians, they just went hard left weird. And and in a really cool way, like they really made themselves themselves. Yeah. Is it album. is it Atlians? Is it AT Aliens? And has, or has anyone ever spoken on? I it? always said Atlians. I, Atlians. When I was a kid, I did, but then I think I realized like it's AT Aliens. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, AT Aliens. Of course, of yeah. course. I had no, I had no uh, idea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's AT Atlians is a fun thing to say though too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really yeah. rolls out. You and, can name your child Atlians. And it's like we were talking earlier, kind of about like Chance, and I feel like they have a like nothing against Chance. He's obviously like has a ton of talent, and like, yeah. he's made great. I, I loved Acid Rap. But oh like, yeah. What like a song like Decatur Psalm to me or something where it's like they get like this weird they get like that red clay like biblical like southern kind of vengeance. You know, it's almost mm. like feels like like William Faulkner in outer space. It's like <laughs> weird and angry, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> vengeful god, you know, yeah. and like kind of, you know, things are really dark. Yeah, it's like dark. we're doing the best yeah. we can, but good lord, you yeah. know, things are not going to work out. I mean, and like honestly, it could have been the Witch Doctor album, which I think is like a kind of antecedent to future. Mm-hmm. I love that Witch Doctor album. I mean, Goody Mob Soul Food's incredible yeah i mean you could i mean all right for slim cut of calhoun 
I love Slim Cut <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and Calhoun. Yeah. It's always okay. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, girl. All these on the girls want to cut. This, uh, this yeah. podcast now turns into just me singing <laughs> Slim Cut of Calhoun songs yeah. for the next half and, hour. And, and, and me saying, uh, my, uh, should I should I not get my uh, Who Want to Fuck with Hollywood Cole tattoo on my arm? I think you definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that was an interesting thing because I read like recently, maybe a year or two ago, that it was like, who else want to fuck with Hollywood Court? And that's always that it was oh, Hollywood Cole. Yeah. And I did Cole, too. I, I, it still oh. hasn't been effectively like determined because yeah. it, it might be a rap genius interpretation of blending. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. not. But I heard Hollywood Court was like a neighborhood, and like he was basically saying like who else want to like because he was oh, from yeah, it's his neighborhood. Court. All right. Okay. So we've all it been might, saying it might be Hollywood Cole. I always thought it was Hollywood Cole. Doesn't Drake Cole. reference it or who is uh, J Cole? J Cole. J Cole, J. Cole. Yeah. Now who else want to fuck with Hollywood Cole? Ah. So he thinks he's Hollywood Cole. J. Cole is a complete fabrication based on a misheard lyric. And I would say that's a pretty accurate uh, assumption, <laughs> assumption of J. Cole. So I'm going to say it's Hollywood Court just so J. Cole can't have it. Exactly. Let's we'll yeah. start calling him J. Point Court. Is don't get the tattoo. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> I would get it. I think yeah. everyone's get, heard it that way. Get two, one on each arm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with the second pick of 90s hip hop albums, Jeff Weiss goes with Outcast. Real good one. AT Aliens, AKA Atlians. Pronounce it however you want. Or now I'm gonna I'm gonna be coming in with a third pick, and with 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 the third pick and the '90s hip hop albums, I think I have to go with Notorious B.I.G. Ready to Die, yeah, ni- 1994. Mm-hmm. I because I, I can't not same have same year as Illmatic. Same year as what an amazing. For, we could talk about '94 just as a rap year. Yeah, for sure. In general, it's insane. I couldn't not have the album The Juicy is on. That just on a I love that song, and it's my personal. Anytime anything goes well in my life. I listen to Juicy. I actually save it. So mm-hmm. I like I, if if it's just like a Wednesday, and I had like a shitty drive home from work, I can't I can't listen to Juicy. It's only yeah, yeah. W- well, when we, I get good news. I feel like anybody successful in life usually hated school or had like yeah. bad problems in school. Sure. Yeah. And like there's that like you know where he talks about like teachers. You know what I mean? Like just telling him like how he dedicates it to all the teachers that never told him it's going to be nothing. Yeah. That's the greatest thing because like I don't know. I definitely had a lot of teachers that told me I suck. I do so. think he goes a little hard on the teachers at the beginning of that. They were probably just saying, like, it's probably not likely that you're going to be a famous rapper. Chris, maybe you should learn some computer science skills. Well, it's funny you guys took issue with that because when I took issue with when people calling the cops, you know, I was just trying to sell drugs to beat my daughter. Yeah. You could have worked somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> his, mom, no, his mom, like, he had, like, a good edge. Like, his yeah. brown, the brownstones, like, sold, like, a million and a half. It's, like, two yeah. Million. No, well, and, and his mom was an, was actually an educator. She was an educator. She? Yeah, and so he's like, that's one reason he's such a good rapper, and he was so, he was so smart. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if like, you think about Kanye, Kanye's mom was an English professor. Right, it's a pretty right. common thread, I think, with a guy. Even Tupac's mom, they grew up super poor, but I mean, she was really highly educated. Yeah, yeah. brilliant woman. Yeah. R.I.P. Right, she just recently, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fini Shakur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean. Ready to I'm die. Life after death. If I had to go with one, I would go with life. Your after life death. after death. Uh, I would. I, I, I would go uh, ready to die. I love ready to die. I love. Uh, uh, but life after death is incredible. Oh my god! Give me one second. We can we can edit this part out of the podcast. I got to just pull up the track list really quick. Yeah, I feel like I mean, like it's honestly, it's a it's a flip of a coin, honestly. But sure. it's, I feel like life after death to me is so amazing because it was just the most virtuosic display of like. Like, he could do anything. Yeah. Like, it was just like, okay, I can post up. I can shoot, like, mm-hmm. I can rap like Bone Thugs. I can yeah. you know, do, a, do an L.A. track. I can diss Puffy over a RZA beat. Mm-hmm. And, or not, excuse me, diss uh, uh, Tupac. Yeah. But, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know, did you ever hear that? But he was still, he was still the one, like, had a sense of humor about it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. off of, uh, uh, 
another album, which I won't mention because if someone's gonna say it, I know. But he uh, he duet it, and we just like if if Faith has twins, you I have two pox. Yeah, two pox. <laughs> and he's just saying like like it's just ha ha. Who gives a thing? None of this crap matters. I, he, think, uh, you know. I think Faith Evans did sleep with Tupac. I got I got confirmation. I would have slept with you. Got confirmation on it from Tupac's mentor and ex. Yeah. We have. I was at my book reading, which was like it was lost to the ages. Okay. <laughs> Sources hey. say breaking now yeah. on the All Fantasy yeah. Everything. Tupac definitely hit it. Yeah, you just got with Faith you Evans. Just got a million a million uh, uh, listens. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I I mean that that breaks my heart because I love like even if it was true or not true, it's yeah. kind of like. I feel like Biggie could just shrug off literally anything. Well, how great was the Anthony and Mason revelation? Yeah. Oh my God! Can we that's talk about that for a moment? Like, yes, I'm still. Rubbing. I mean, that's on this album. That's Pro- yeah. yeah, yeah. Props to Hubert Davis for uh, not being the one. Who yeah, thought it was. <laughs> yeah, and Anthony Mason was like scary. Has there? Yeah, has there ever <laughs> been a scarier person to NBA? Like that guy was a terrifying. Only man. Charles Oakley. Yeah. Only Charles Oakley yeah. has been scarier. Yeah. That for those of you who don't know, maybe Lambeer because you think he might have like a like a, a tire iron. Lambeer might be great. Lambeer is white, so he'd kill you and get Some away with it. Pretty. That's the scariest I'm, I'm thing about it. Him out. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, if you're li- Biggie has a song about where he mentioned sleeping with. Uh, I got a story to tell. I got a story to tell yeah. where he mentioned sleeping with uh, one, uh, a New York Knicks girlfriend. Right. And uh, we, it was never it was apocryphal for a long time. Nobody knew if it was true. Wow. And then recently it came out. Fat Joe of all people. Fat Joe revealed <laughs> it was Anthony Mason's girlfriend. God. So Anthony Mason took an L almost twenty years later. Yeah. From from the now deceit from the ghost of Biggie Smalls, the Coogee sweater wearing ghost of the notorious B.I.G. <laughs> uh, but I mean, just the track. It's it's an amazing album. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably listened to it. But just like. Give me the loot into machine gun funk. Give me the loot is one of my favorite rap songs Suicidal of all time. Thoughts Suicidal amazing. thoughts is amazing. Suicidal thoughts is insane. Uh, uh, back uh, the, that, what? the what ever, the, the what what there might not ever be better rapping on a song than the what yeah like that might be the best any two people have ever rapped because yeah though I mean those two I mean if you think about ninety four like everyone says Biggie Biggie I don't think I think Method Man was truly the king of ninety four yeah in terms of rapping on a bar to bar basis yeah well I mean even on uh uh, uh um. Life after death, that guy on the uh, uh, the mad rapper. Yeah. My shit is way more John Blaze than yeah. that. Oh yeah. yeah, like he was John, Johnny Blaze was Method Man. That yeah, was like I remember that was the funniest expression. Yeah, it's just way more John Blaze. I'm way more John Blaze. <laughs> Blaze magazine. I'm way more Matt Bronger. That's like, <laughs> just like using someone say someone else's yeah. name. I'm way more Matt Bronger than Ron Funches. Way yeah. <laughs> Talking shit. Way more fun than that. <laughs> that shit was way more fun. All right, so that concludes the first round. Off the board, we have uh, Nas. It was written. Uh, the second pick, Outcast, AT Aliens, and Biggie's Ready to Die. The way this works is, since I picked third, I will also be picking fourth, and then it goes to Jeff, Great. and then back to Matt. Okay. And with the fourth pick, I made the Earth sick. I'm taking Outcast, Equemini. I'm taking the other uh, Outcast album. I had pick. this was the album that got me into hip hop for real. I was uh, at Meadow Park Middle School in Beaverton, Oregon. I had a Master P double CD. Oh, the, the last on. Yeah, the yeah. MP, the last on. I listened to it all the time. And then somebody on the bus, this guy named Jesse, I don't remember his last name. He was like, hey, I'll trade you. Because I'd, I'd killed the last. I'd listened to every song of the last on a million times. Yeah. And uh, he had Equemini. He was like, I'll trade you this. I was like, all right, I'm only getting one CD for two. And then I put uh, Equemini in my disc, man. And when Rosa Parks came on, it was like a it was like a life changing moment. I listened to it the entire bus ride home over and over and over again. I, I, it remains one of my five favorite songs of all time. I know it's kind of like a, like a hacky song to like from that Amazing. album. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it is it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Even the they, like the on Rosa Parks at the end of it, the way they switch up the uh-huh, uh-huh, oh yeah, or hell yeah, uh they like yeah. do it in like so it's never the yeah, same. Boom check it like it like a yeah. boom check it. They like do it like sixteen different times and it's never the same. Yeah. It's fucking mathematically beautiful. The, the, uh, Spotty Adi Dopalicious yeah. is on that song. You got Mamacita. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, no, Mamacita. Let's have a moment about Mamacita because I feel this doesn't get talked about enough. Where it's like in the middle of Mama, like there's no reason why Mamacita. I, I kind of came to love Mamacita, but like Andre is just like sc- randomly screaming at some about some woman making a lesbian pass at another woman yeah for no reason <laughs> like yeah. it's like really weird <laughs> like it's like how this is what you should do if like, you're like why are you giving like he like yeah. makes an instruction manual of what to do if, if your friend hits on you in the middle of mama Cena. <laughs> total non-sequitur doesn't make any it sense. was andre's version of the 10 crack commandments yeah. it just had to, it just had to do with homosexuality <laughs> in the 90s he was like even andre 3000 kind of weird about not it woke. Not, wo- <laughs> not, not woke not woke and woke. not woke yeah. Shout out to Black Rob. Uh, the, <laughs> the, and then, I mean, classic. Rosa Parks right in the skew it on the Barbie. That's amazing. Which is yeah. an amazing song. We talked yeah. about Spotty Adi. Yeah. And that song is just, I mean, that's like basically the Isaac Hayes, like hyper dope, you know, mm-hmm. I can't pronounce it, but it, yeah. It's amazing. Andre and Andre 3000 getting weird as hell. Maybe, maybe. Maybe the height of his weirdness. I don't know. This was like the. This was the. I mean, are, are the both those the second art of storytelling, like as a song. I mean, like it, it definitely is the precursor to like a bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a pretty like I hate the word avant garde, but it's, it's it was pretty avant garde. Chunky Fire was like a wild song too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. the and, and this it, is when he's when the one, the one who like turned away from all substances. Yeah, went the weirdest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, his brain was the most powerful drug. But I feel right. it, I feel it's interesting because it's like uh, you know a lot of people like want. There's always the conversation. Well, Andre is the greatest rapper of all time, or you know what I mean. And it's like yeah. Big Boy always gets like. But I feel like Outcast would not have been Outcast if not because th- there is that such a, such a balance. And I feel it's yeah. like what Andre's music often misses and what Big Boy's music often misses solo. Yeah, is that just you know and I, they're they're definitely the best evidence why like, kind of groups are. They mm-hmm. complement each other yeah. so crazy yeah. well, and they yeah. def- and they miss each other so much. Yeah. Andre couldn't be Andre without like when they did their when they did their individual out, you know, spe- uh, speaker box, the yeah. love below. I preferred uh, speaker box. Me too. I was more of a big Me boy because the uh, love yeah. below just it got too weird. I mean, it maybe soared higher, but like yeah. it was so a little, six so amazing weird. songs on it. But like as a listening, it just. Or then he'll have like a hook, like like roses, which is like an amazing song. Such like, a good song. But like you're like, Ugh, if you made the like, I was like, yeah, Ugh. I was like, Ugh. I don't want to hear someone sing about poop. No, I don't, not like, at uh, any point. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, so together <laughs> at yeah, their heights, but... it's fine. like you mentioned how how Big Boy's kind of the more slept on of the two, like yeah. lyrically. To me, he's compared. He he would be like Jizza uh, of Wu Tang, totally. you know, who like was the guy who just voice isn't flashy. Yeah, but holy crap, he puts a sentence together well. Yeah. Substance. You know what I mean? He just puts everything together, like like you know. Big boy, big boy's the turkey that lets you have the sides. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a Thanksgiving dinner. You got a big turkey there. Yeah. Substance you cut into it. Yeah, delicious. And then Andre three thousand is something with marshmallows on top of it for sure. Something weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Key and Peel guy, but their skit was real good. Yeah, like, yeah. Really good. like that was that great. was like really good. And that like it kind of because it captured like the problem. The, like, the, like, the guy who kept, the, where they kept saying his order. Yeah, and he's like. Staring at him like you know that's your order. It's like it was like a flower floating in a fishbowl. Like, yeah, you know these guys. I, 
he's got a, I don't know, Andre just was on the Frank Ocean album. He's just got a, I, I don't understand what that is, why he can't. What that do we think verse, about that? He's, everybody's talking oh, about that Oh, that verse is amazing. Good God. He only, sur- he surfaces so rarely. Yeah. But when he does, it's usually, it's usually amazing. Mm-hmm. When he was on that Future song that, uh, oh, Ben's Friends. Ben's so Friends. Good. He's amazing on Ben's friends. He's always complaining, which I really admire. Yeah. Like he's always angry. Like he's always like, "Uh, they're ghost they're ghost writing lyrics." He's like, yeah. "I don't I'm not giving you a ride in my expensive car." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Stop gold digging. Like it's always like very angry. That whole time he doesn't want to buy an expensive car cuz then the dealership will sell some yeah. and then he doesn't get any of that money. Yeah. It's like back to, you know, don't buy whatever Ice Cube was like cuz St. Ides is given ends. He's, it's he, just he's, all strategy he, within rap. Yeah. He's always been frugal. Yeah. You go back to uh like uh the song on on Ele- or was it Elevator where he's like talking about it. he's like the guy's like asking for money at the mall and he starts lecturing him and it's, it's yeah, like, that's right. he's like I'm broke too maybe that's what those maybe the beekeeper hat with the shoulder pads and the big fluffy pants was just because he was thrift shopping just found him. thrift shopping yeah. the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre 3000 the original Macklemore yeah. that's what he's <laughs> <laughs> alright so that's right. uh, the first pick of the second round Outcast Equemini Jeff it's your pick alright all right, what am I, I you know what I'm from LA I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go with doggy style there right. it is. You know, yep. I'm, I'm more like, and this is always the conversation to be had, like, what's better, Doggy Style or The Chronic? Again, like, at a certain point, like, it, it's a toss-up. But mm. I was, was more partial to Doggy Style because I felt like it was Dre's best production. Yeah. I always thought, even though The Chronic is amazing, I always felt like Doggy Style. And Snoop, I mean, Snoop, like, if you look at the longevity of his career, it's astonishing now. Like, I mean, kind of tangent, but I can't believe he's still making interesting, like, who would have thought that he'd be still making interesting music? It's it's kind of heartening. He's the he's yeah. the one guy. I mean, you know, like Jay Z will still put out some music every yeah. now, you know, and like I mean, Nas is still putting out music every now and then. But Snoop, it's been consistent. He's been dropping like an album almost every year or mm-hmm. so since the early nineties. And they all have like four or five really good songs. On yeah, them. like he's and he never had to reinvent himself. No, he's been oh, except no. for the Snoop Lion, yeah, which really true. wasn't which a reinvention. Snoop, yeah, which is like all right, just I, like when you you know certain nights you get way too fucked up. Yeah, he just, like, <laughs> he, that was where he, he was hanging somehow, out with Diplo. It was weird. He had, he had fifteen joints instead of twelve. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> was just like I'm a reggae person now. And his friends are like, oh, all right. Yeah, he was watching like Planet Earth. He was like, I've been telling people I'm a dog this whole time. Meanwhile, there's these lions out here. Yeah. They're way tougher than dogs. What the <laughs> fuck have I been doing? See, I like never smoke weed, but like sometimes when I do, it's like I'll just zone out and be like, everything in my life is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not a surfer? Like it's some <laughs> bullshit. You know, I should I should fight fires. Like some he probably just had that thing, you know, where he just yeah. he just had too much. I mean, if you got to experience Jamaica the way Snoop probably experienced oh, Jamaica, yeah. I'd convert to Rastafarianism as well. I would anyway. Yeah. In general, it sounds pretty reasonable. Like yeah. I'm like honestly, like I feel like that's it's, the thing about like weird. It's basically Judaism. Yeah, yeah. it you know, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. With weed. Yeah. Which which is pretty close to regular Judaism. <laughs> more <laughs> weed. As practiced in 2016. Yeah. More weed, a little more homophobia. Not yeah. way more, yeah. a little more yeah, than Orthodox Judaism. A little, a little Judaism. more than I would care for, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to hear what Buju Bonton has to say about that. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, not, yeah, No, no. Just uh, like, you're like, ugh, just, uh, just let me, yeah, no. Yeah, but I mean, Doggy Style, you know, it just so many, I mean, I'm just looking at the track list right now. Obviously, Gin and Juice is just perfect. Like yeah. classic, classic. I mean, Lottie Dottie like brought Slick Rick. I and mean, Slick Rick, I think, has held up almost better than eighty any eighties rapper because he was. Oh yeah, was the storytelling. I mean, and you also have the the uh, a lot of people forget the the tension of that murder case. Yeah, that, you know, Snoop was really fighting for his life, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a really crazy case where his you know his bodyguard shot this guy Philip Waldemar at a park in Palms, which is it's interesting now living in L.A. where you're like, oh, Palms was there were literally Crips in 
the parks and palms. Yeah. You know, like palms, like you're like, you might get hit by a stroller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then just, I mean, ain't no fun. I've always said, has there ever been a song with a more horrible message that more women have ever sang along to? Like, no, like I remember, I remember in, 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 uh, in college, every girl's favorite was bitches ain't shit off of uh chronic. And I was yeah. like, it was that, it was the height of that feeling of what do you guys, why are you oh. so into this? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nate Dogg can make anyone. Like, it's, Nate Dogg is my patron saint. Oh, yeah. Like, Nate Dogg could have sung. It's because the, both those beats are just in, uh, unforgettably incredible. If Nate Dogg had a hook that was like, fuck you, Ian Carmel, your penis is mediocre at best, but Nate Dogg sang it real yeah. smooth, yeah. that would be one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, I just. Well, like, and the, and the, and the shiznit. Like that, the way he just rides that. Doggy Dog World. Yeah. I also love that video yeah. with the 70s kind of like, For sure. you know. Well, of all the albums we draft today, that might have the coolest cover art, too. For sure. Joe I mean, Cool. Yeah. yeah. His name was Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember like the, 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 it, the weight for that album was excruciating. And when it came out, it all paid off. Yeah, I think it was the most first week sales of any album because, ever to date. Well, and I, Dre, the debut. Dre said he made something like 100 songs or something, beats or something. And they're like, we narrowed it down to these. 10 or 12 or whatever like that's insane yeah and warren and warren g and daz actually contributed a lot of the samples for that too Mm -hmm. which is you know really get the credit but i always felt like that was the best uh was the best distillation of the whole death row thing i mean because the chronic is just starting off but like they really had kind of hit their stride by the by doggy style Mm, yeah you know you got the lady of rage you got daz and corrupt lady of rage yeah 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 Yeah. classic album doggy style amazing second pick of the second round matt you want to wrap it up okay i will uh since we are going we're I love what we're going by our favorites, but they're still pretty popular yeah. for, for a reason. I got to go with uh, Common with Resurrection. Oh, yeah. Uh, and because it's, you know, I feel like everybody kind of just sweats. Uh, I used to love her because it's the metaphor. And even when I first heard that song, I thought it was a brilliant, beautiful song. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's hip. It's like, yeah, I knew it was hip hop halfway through, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got it. But that, to me, is another beginning-to-end listenable. Like, No ID's production is just insane. And I love that. It's testament to the fact that he's still so good that he still does beats for, like, Kanye and yeah. everybody else. And, like, runs Def Jam. Yeah, or yeah. Did. yeah. Right. And, and and it's just, it's one of those records. I remember being on a train to Philadelphia and just listening to the whole thing for the first time, uh, you know, on, on headphones and just being just blown away by how, how good every song was. And I was a fan of Common since uh, uh, Can I Borrow a Dollar, his first album. Because he was, he was just kind of like, he was Chicago, which I loved, but like he was also completely all over the place. And he was like, would make noises and was playful and fun, but then, then would go hard and go crazy. Like he was, you could see he had a lot of uh, uh, versatility yeah. in, in what he could do on any kind of beat. Like I remember seeing uh, when D'Angelo's album Voodoo came out, I saw this, I saw uh, D'Angelo in concert, one of the best concerts I've ever seen in this random theater that's like hard to get to in yeah. Chicago. And Common runs out on stage, hammered drunk, and just starts freestyling. And it was not only good, it was hilarious. Right in the middle of it, I remember he was like, Common, I get drunk. I love when the booty go da-dunk, da-dunk. And then he just kept rapping. And it sounds the stupidest lyric, and it is, but the rest of it was amazing. And yeah. it's hard to say. But, like, I just think he's just, like, naturally kind of amazing, you know? He's kind of – he's, he's – Almost, he's like a backpacky type rapper, but right. he's also he's kind of a tough dude. Yeah, he lets yeah. you know that in the songs every now and then. He, he never went well, full write, backpack. He did write the bitch in you. The <laughs> bitch in you is one of the best diss songs ever. It's a good diss song. Yeah, I love those ones. I mean, Ice Cube had two of the best diss songs directed against him. That and uh, and Cam's uh, uh, 
whoop whoop. Yeah, I think are just like and yeah, and then he and he gave it. I mean, no Vaseline, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yes, and and he wrote, he wrote one of the all time, arguably yeah. the all time, pretty much the it's... whole West Side Connection album. There's just shots for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, they go on comment for no reason. Yeah, except for like... the gangster, the killing the dope deal with it. Like, yeah, let's just sample Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm killing emo today. Yeah, that's why Mac Ten was there. Just yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Big Dub C fan. Dub C. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Dub C, dude. Dub C. My fa- the only thing I really know about Dub C is a couple songs, and then that video of him crip walking. That's the best crip yeah. walker. Yeah, uh, just, just clowning. Dub C. That that, that, uh, that is that is that. Well, he was in low profile, and then he had Dub C in the Mad yeah. Circle. Oh, which, I know, I know. Low, low which, profile. I pay your dues. It's yeah. one of the best songs. Coolio was in the original Dub C in the Mad yes, Circle. Yes, he was. Coolio uh, was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Coolio. God, I see ICP Circle member. Oh man, uh, I gotta. And my, uh, when I go home, I'm gonna listen to Pay Your Dues. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Com- what is your favorite movie that Common has been in? Common is that a oh. weird? Because he's almost oh, just a full blown actor now. I'll only answer is just right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I haven't right. even seen it in a second. Though. To, just right. Coming in close a second. Smoking Aces. Smoking was it, Aces. Was he a Smoking Aces? He was. And yeah. He got a card thrown in his eye by Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Who's like I've his never... best friend randomly, which I find really well, odd. They, you know, they, uh, Common and his his gangster crew, they started working for this magician in Vegas. Like, why would you kill for that guy? I you don't know. know. Can you imagine that, like, Chris Angel just calls up, like, or in a different, David Blaine back in the 90s gets Suge Knight and the Bloods to show up and you, run errands for him? You, you think say yourself, fuck magicians. You're, yeah, I'm fuck, say magicians. fuck magicians. I got my phone stolen you're by a magician earlier just, this year. Justin Wilman's cool. <laughs> for real. The rest of you, oh my fuck God. you. Yeah, I mean, you're an accomplished thug. Yeah. You've killed a few people. You can handle yourself. Been in and, out of, in and out of the joint. Some magician's like, hey, go rob a bank for me. Yeah. Why would you not just shoot that magician? <laughs> They're fucking evil. Disappear like this, mother. You know? That would have been a way shorter, way better movie. Oh, it just shoots Piven in the head. Just common murdering Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Fifteen minute movie. And then it's just uh, the resurrection. That's so just a magician made your phone disappear. Yeah, he no, he stole it. He's a, it was a kleptomaniac magician. Oh, pfft. yeah, no, it was it was really weird. It was on a. I, it's a long story, but needless to say, he. Uh, he was an acquaintance from high school, and he was like, a, "Like he's like, I have a story for you on the CD Underworld of Magic." I was like, oh, "That sounds interesting." <laughs> I was like, "All right, I can yeah. hear that story." Nah, he he jack he stole my phone and then video, uh. then videotaped the trick, and then I was like, "Bro, I need to see your video." And he's like, oh, "I got to yoga class." I was like, uh, "What?" Oh, man. and you never got your phone back? No, I confronted him and I, I made up a lie, and I was like, "Hey, bro, the restaurant we were at has video of you. They caught you," and he freaked out on me and like that. I googled him; he had like assault charges. He was like a real rogue magician. Oh my god! Yeah. But I still follow him on Instagram because it's fire. I'll tell you off the air. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> His Instagram is amazing. I want to know what it is. It's so funny. It's like it's it's like Job in real life. Okay. Like for us, yeah. It's just like uh, he, needless to say, this guy will not win Poof Goof of the Year. What is Poof Goof of the Year? You never saw Arrested Development? Where oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Magician's Alliance? Yeah. We, <laughs> That's will be, right. we demand to be taken seriously. <laughs> I thought for a second there was an actual Poof Goof of the Year that maybe happened here at the Los Angeles Convention Center. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually at the Luxor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fantastic. Common. I'm going to call it a sleeper pick. Yeah. Common. Not a, I like Common, but not like he's. I'm conflicted about Common. Yeah, he's great. Well, but, it's like not all of his his album as it got as it went on like that whatever that circus. See, of I kind of like Electric Circus. Yeah, like, I didn't I'm really, a, I didn't really love I'm that. But there were ones like you know some were good, some were bad. But to me, that album is like his opus. He's got you know? a smooth yeah, ass voice. Yeah, too. yeah, it's his best album. Like that album was amazing. That's common. Is and some of his his best songs are the ones you can put on for people who aren't like rap fans. Mm-hmm. And you know, like with a girl and like that. Not that girls aren't rap fans, but if there's a girl who's not a rap fan, put on the light. Yeah, 
you know. Delight is yeah. a great yeah. good introduction to Dilla, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Somebody who could rap over Dilla. Delight, uh, uh, Prince's favorite common song, too. Is that true? Yeah. He, Delight is Prince's He, like, called favorite. him personally. That's, what, that's one of the sad, saddest things about Prince being dead is artists won't just get a phone call at 3 a.m. and be like, this is Prince. I love this I song. I love this song. Yeah. And hang up. You're like, <laughs> you know that's what he did. All right. So, yeah. Perfect. So that is the, that's the final pick of the second round. Okay. And you also now have the first pick of oh, the third shit. round. Okay. Matt Bronger, ready to go again. All right. I'm uh, I'm I'm dying inside because now I'm now I'm realizing like how uh oh god how brutally hard this is uh to narrow it down, but um ah all right shit um Sophie's choice yeah it really is it really except is. you still get to listen to this album it's harder than it. it's harder you it's can always, harder you can always pick your favorite kid what you, it's honestly it's easier to kill one of your kids you know what I'm saying yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. the one doing it right exactly just nod at one of them and give like, the wink yeah the one with the strong legs. <laughs> No, I meant keep him. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> I'm, I, that was my fault, Nazi. I didn't. I wasn't clear. Um, uh, 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 I gotta go low end theory. Low end uh, theory. Quest. I'm glad you. I'm glad I, you went with that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah Everyone's. We were at the talk earlier about midnight. A lot of people are midnight marauders. I am. Yeah. I, I'm it's a like low end theory. It's like guy. neck and neck, but then low end just just pulls ahead. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just you know front to back incredible. Like it's it's uh it's where they came into their own. I love people's instinctive travels. Like, yeah. uh, like when I started buying up all my vinyl albums again, like I, that was the first Quest album I got because it's just it's fun. It's all over the place and cannot stand Left My Wallet in El Segundo. And that's the one I always play on like the old school stations. You don't but, like I, Left I like My Wallet in El Segundo. Yeah. It just always annoyed me. Well, it was, even now, obviously, I, I haven't spent a lot of time in El Segundo. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> or Left Your Wallet there yeah. at the, the, the famous enchilada place. I had a fruit punch. Um, <laughs> enchiladas. It's either, all they serve is enchiladas or fruit punch. Like, what an you can't odd have, order. You can't, <laughs> you can't have both. It's yeah. like I had you chocolate have milk and a steak. Yeah, you can't have both. Okay. Uh, but it was also like where, where Fife came into his own. And, yes. And, and you kind of recognized how how necessary he was for the for the two of them um and i just remember that that album was one that we we just we could not shut up about as kids about like no no put this on no put you know no take that out we just listen low end put back on you know yeah and um i remember you know you you know when you when you have a girlfriend that you really love but you just know she's wrong for you yeah i remember i've mostly had that we were playing (laughs) we were playing basketball in the gym and uh jazz we've got was playing yeah she's just an incredibly effervescent song it's just like so subtle and you know that 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 rolling bass line with it's it. a, if and you're stoned and you listen to that song yeah. your brain will float out of your head mm-hmm. also, that the horn comes sailing in yeah. and i remember say a little deep too like yeah. you know in terms of like the continuation oh, of influence so cyclical like they kind of you know yeah. like yeah you, yeah. Know, you think yeah. about it you're like oh yeah kinda had a lot of foresight and uh yeah. my girlfriend was just like i don't know how you can listen to this and i was like well, that's us. That's it. That's the end of us. Yeah. Oh my God! That you woman know. has owned at least three Volvos in her life. For since sure. Then. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Her 30s were all Volvo years. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not. I kind of. You know. I feel like that might be the last one I'll pick in this thing. That's like a, a, a recognized classic. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like it was like I gotta say it. But at the same time, I wanted Somebody to go. Was say I understand. It. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not. It's not as fun to pick those albums. Yeah. But that is a completely undeniable album. Mm-hmm. If you like hip hop at all. Yeah. I mean scenario. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like that video, mm-hmm. that Buster. I mean, Buster. I'm probably top. That might be the best guest verse ever. Yeah. Well, He's, that that's what made Busta Busta. Yeah. Like before that, when like uh, leaders of the new school, he's kind of just like, ah, oh, he's kind of a grainy voice and he's yeah. fun. But then he became like a, a living monster. Yeah. <laughs> like on that song. Seriously. Like, Bug, you're I'm, a Komodo dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Bugging out is 
Ugh. Bugging out will get it will get you out of a chair. If that song comes on and you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you will wake up standing somewhere like in your living room, grinding on your bookcase. Yeah, yeah. That song is amazing. Mm-hmm. The, like the yeah, Sky Pager, best song about obsolete technology. Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, <laughs> still would have a Sky Pager, honestly, for that. Like, <laughs> forget a sidekick. Like, you know, a lot of there's a lot of mid two thousand sidekick songs, but mm-hmm. I'll take uh, I'll go with Sky yeah. Pager. The since we're speaking of Tribe Called Quest, we might not get to again. If you have it, you have to watch the best one of the best music documentaries i've yeah, ever seen it is, is uh beats rhymes and life which is all about tribe called quest which uh, uh michael rapaport did. michael rapaport made yeah. uh and that's yeah <laughs> it's like oh, michael rapaport yeah, yeah. hip-hop like afi- actual <laughs> hip-hop <laughs> aficionado michael rapaport huge huge yeah he likes him some rap music mm-hmm. uh but uh, yeah i actually i interviewed them actually around the time of i, I didn't get to interview q-tip of course mm-hmm. i think q-tip didn't like the way but i, I thought what was so great about that film is like it kind of captured like you kind of understood everyone's side like yeah uh, there was there's one moment where like jerobi is like you know we go to a city and like me and fife like want to go to a ball game like you know get a hot dog and like then they're like tip just wants records and like then they show like tip shopping for records and you're like yeah of course you'd be annoyed it's like yeah what the fuck am i That's doing all with you? you're doing you guys are literally eating fucking cracker jack at a cubs game yeah and i'm yeah, like yeah. trying to find a fucking like <laughs> he's a like fucking... a re- he's a record they were all friends like in what in like high school right yeah. basically most yeah. of them and then i mean if you think about all your friends who you had in high school you all went on your different paths, but they were tied together. So of course, yeah. one of them was a record nerd. He doesn't want to go. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Can you imagine just yeah. being stuck in a band with some of the people you went to high school oh, with? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Like that would be... It'd be like Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> my, like, get me out of here. Mine would, be, mine would just be a bunch of other football players. I don't know yeah. I don't know what kind of music we'd make, but it would be... It'd be like 311. A lot like 311. <laughs> it would be like... like... I saw 311 last week. Did in you? Concert, in concert. Just yeah. like at the grocery store. It was a Matis Yahoo in 311. I'm writing a long story Matis, Matis Yahoo. Yahoo in 311? Matis Yahoo is a wild man, by the way. He's I gave Matis Yahoo hair. I shouldn't say this, but I gave Matis Yahoo acid. Hopefully he doesn't All right. listen to this on the air. I'm going like to put it in the Washington Post. I feel like that's safe, though. Yeah. Not you're like, not you're like, no, 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 no. I, I Instagrammed I gave him a rock. I He smokes crack for real? I gave him a gun. It can't be traced. Now all these other Jewish reggae guys are ending up dead. Yeah. <laughs> Gave him a nine with the with the. the you just killed MC Paul Barman. <laughs> MC Paul Barman is dead. <laughs> I love the idea of a modest Yahoo MC Paul Barman rap beef. Yeah, I, I I named Paul Barman once the worst white rapper of all time on a, on a like some ah. of the most popular posts. I, I I had to keep it up on Passion of the Ways because it was like well, but I felt bad because it's like you know. Paul Barman tried. It was on the internet, so you know he read it. Oh, that yeah. guy lives there. How many articles does Paul Barman get in two thousand? Like, do you have? I mean, who's the competition for worst rap white rapper? Oh, well, honestly, this was written in like oh six, so now it would be completely different. MC yeah. Paul Barman, I don't even think would be top ten worst. <laughs> he's been he's been surpassed who so many times. Who would be the times. worst? Who would be the worst white rapper? Like modern now. Ever. 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 Oh. I mean, like, we're not talking, like, Krayshawn or V-Nasty. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, like, I would think, I mean, it could, like, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. God, most of the I'm ones. I'm going to say Little Dicky. I got him. Yeah. That's my uh... fantasy draft of worst white rappers. I'm going to say fuck Little Dicky just because he made his album on the Billboard charts count as comedy. Oh, So no. he has maintained that number uh... one spot. When I put my, album, my comedy album out, like, last year, he yeah. had the number one spot, so I didn't get to do it. And then this year, my friend Ray, Rhea Butcher just put out an album, and he still got the number one spot. Fuck you, little dicky. Yeah. Pick a lane. Comedy or rapping can't be both. I, I don't remember if he was good or bad, but it didn't matter because there was a guy, the DJ Quick trotted out at one point. Yeah. Sorry. 
who called himself the funky white nigga. And he was a white guy. And I was just like, uh, are you are you joking? And he referred to himself and quick co-signed it? Yep. And he called himself. That was like his name. It was a wild Blood of Abraham like, song with with uh, Easy E where it was like, I can't. It was like Kikes and N-Word. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that's the name of it. Which and, and Blood of right. Abraham's whole thing was like, we, we're, we shoot rednecks. You know, they're racist. It's just like, yeah, but. They were like an arm to the teeth. more of an angle than that. Arm to the teeth anti-defamation blood, league, blood basically. Abraham? Yeah. Blood Abraham, yeah. He, he signed some weird, like, he, 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 saw, he saw House of Pain and was like, I want my specifically ethnic white group. He signed so Ari yeah. which was like a blonde white girl, kind of. And mm-hmm. then he, I mean, he discovered uh, Black Eyed Peas and Bone Thugs. Yeah. You know? He know, discovered I, Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, they were at Band Clan. Wow. Yeah. And he like taught like actually we ran a really good interview with Will I Am recently about and like what's crazy also about Ruthless is that everyone on Ruthless does not believe that Easy really died of AIDS. What? Like no one like Bone Thugs I've interviewed do not believe he died of AIDS. Like uh, oh. remember that like BG Knockout and Gangsta Dresta? Sure. I yeah. interviewed I interviewed BG Knockout. He was on the Hodge in Saudi Arabia. He became like a Muslim in jail. Okay. And did not believe he died. of A lot of people do not believe he died of AIDS. What are they? Do they have other theories? They're just like it couldn't have been. They AIDS. think like Suge, or, or if they think he did, like Suge Knight may have injected him with AIDS, or like oh. there's a lot of crazy theories. Because, Suge Knight, like on Kimmel, had talked about like, no, you don't shoot somebody, you just gotta stick them. You just stick them. Like you get them sick. Yeah. Well, that's still dying of AIDS. Yeah. That's like, even if you true. get injected yeah, with AIDS, you die of AIDS. My, my yeah. dad, the only person that will defend Suge Knight. My dad apparently has met Suge Knight a couple times, and every time he's like, he's a really nice guy. I I'm love like, that. He's, he's like, no, he's not, Lynn. Dad. No, I've met he's him. He's like, he's got good manners. <laughs> oh, dads I like, Jesus are. Jesus fucking Christ, Dad. Good dads dads are. Met him at the Four Seasons. He's a guy. He's a good guy. Give me a cigar. Look, we were out of peanuts. He asked the bartender for more. He gave me a bunch of peanuts. Suge, you mean Marion? I met him at the UNLV. Marion. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Uh, he, but but Suge Knight. It's interesting. I feel like hip hop is a lot of like uh, altruistic villains. You know, he sure. did a lot for a lot for like uh, you know single mothers and like mm. charities and like really gave a lot back. But also was a ruthless murderer, right? So you know, mm-hmm. and dangled one of the worst white rappers <laughs> off the side of a building. But like, how much would if in uh, like again, Vanilla Ice so much better than like Little Dicky. Yes, yeah, so much so better. So much better. Than I loved uh, Ch- Chuck D's uh, thing about. Uh... He's like, a white boy who can dance like that? Yo. <laughs> that was it. That was his little quote about him. He's just like, come on, man. Look at Yo. him. Yo. He he Dude, Jim Carrey. Like, that was, like, oh you need, like, God. an Olympic color yeah. or Chappelle show now. Like, the Jim Carrey, like, he got it so, and he also gave it to Snow, who was a pretty, like, fairly decent white, you know. Yeah. Snow, like, Snow went to jail and had MC Shan. <laughs> like, and yeah, Snow yeah, 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 For sure. You know. Snow per- yeah. All right, so it's a little All right. dicky. All right. If Lil Dick, if, if there's any in any way, if you hear this, you, you can come on the podcast and draft worst comedians, yeah, or, and or writers. And, and you know, like uh, you should ha- you should have this like on the podcast where you, there's an aside where you everyone drafts the worst, yeah. of something. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? One quick round. One quick yeah. round. That's a good one idea. Of each, one of each. Round. You're yeah. hearing this podcast come together in a, in, in real time mm-hmm. with Bill Maher. Yeah, uh, I'm going to steal that idea and never pay you for it. That's fine. All right, fantastic. Okay, I'll bring you a fun zucchini I'm a bread. Terrible negotiator. <laughs> Done. <laughs> give me a watch, by the way. <laughs> All, right. All right. Shit. Thank you. All right. It's a podcast. People, they, they don't, don't know. know. He didn't actually give me his watch. We're good friends. All right. That's the first pick the of the third round. Story. Matt Bronger goes with A Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory. Easily the second best album cover in this draft so far. Mm. And uh, Jeff, it's right. on you. All right. Because we are on the 20th anniversary of his death. When, it'll be around the time when this comes out, I imagine. I'm going to go with All Eyes on Me by Tupac. Yeah. All Eyes on Me. You know, you can't have Biggie without Tupac. And I feel like I, 
I, I feel like I had a lot of phases with Tupac when he was alive. Like, at first, like, I, I remember Brenda's Got a Baby. It was one of the first rap songs I remember hearing. Mm-hmm. I remember just being, like, chilled. Like, the, I'd never been, like, sa- so sad from a song, you know, the little girl, like, you know, dumping her baby in the dumpster. And yeah. A harrowing song. You know, then I got around, like, blows up. You become, you know, I remember the same song kind of vaguely and, like, that kind of fuzz. But then, like, All Eyes on Me, I feel like he... First of all, it's the the greatest post jail album ever, and like that, you know, that's its own like little canon and rap now. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, and but like, has anyone? I don't know if anyone's ever. He might have been angrier on the Machiavelli album, but there's no more raw fury album than I think All Eyes on Me. And I mean, it, it, again, like like uh, like Life After Death, it kind of has everything. You know, like he has weird like posse cuts with like Rappin' Forte and like Sibo and E40, and then. I mean, he has George Clinton, Can't See Me, obviously California Love. I love that song. Needs to be like the national anthem of California, the state anthem of California. Like, who knows, does anyone know the state anthem of California? I imagine it's like like some... It's probably know. a Beach Boys song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, there's, I don't know. I feel like Tupac at that point, like, everyone has a different, like, favorite. You know, like, the, the brilliance of Tupac is that there is a different Tupac album. Like, you can use... He's like one of those people you can interpret him any way you want. You can yeah. you can you can see him as the Tupacalypse now, the kind of the revolutionary type. You know, there's a lot of East Coast songs in the second one. Me against the world is like the ultimate like paranoid in fear. You know, going to jail and all eyes on me. I mean, every song. I mean, not every song is perfect. I mean, the scandal. You even scandal's not the best song, but it doesn't hate dog. Yeah, uh, this is a do- this is a double album too. Double right? album. All yeah. eyes on America's me. most wanted. Yeah, of the amazing yeah. song. Amazing song. And then you have. Uh, like you know, Tupac, I feel like he has a song like "Life Goes On" or uh, "I Ain't Mad at You," which are like kind of little like overly sentimental, maybe. But at the same time, like they do just hit you in this weird kind of like yeah. You maybe you're drunk, you're, you're drunk, you know, like late night, and mm-hmm. you know, and like as you get older, I feel like too. It's amazing that he wrote all this stuff by the time he was like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, that's what blows my mind, just to have that kind of emotional depth and kind of. Just power of his music. You know, you could still play Ambitions as a writer at any point, and people will go that fucking beat. It's, nuts. The that album beat. starts on that. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Action Bronson's favorite song. Ambitions as a writer? Yeah. That's good to know. I, I That's good to I just remember reading that. It might be the hardest rap song. I mean, or hit him up, which is also the yeah. hardest. I still would say Ambitions as a writer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's that the, beat, it's, it's almost like industrial. It's, it's like rapping song. over like an industrial beat. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking Tough. That's the thing. I've always been. I mean, you had to pick, which is really, even in Beaverton, Oregon, growing up, they were like, "Are you a Tupac or a Biggie guy?" Ah, like yeah. anyone could give a fuck what a bunch of like chubby middle schoolers thought about that kind of thing. I was always a Biggie guy, but this, I mean, it's. I think it's Tupac's best album. Well, there's yeah. a reason it's a, why. I mean, it's a laser beam. We mentioned man. The, because they were of the same era and all this stuff, and they were definitely the two best of that era. But they were also. Yeah, we talked about how how just incredibly smart and incredibly in tune emotionally. With how to put a song together, and yeah. How to kind of put, yeah. Like nobody could really do what they do. He, you can't. Nobody can get get a, a perspective across and a mood like those guys yeah. would. You know, especially Tupac specifically. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I feel like Biggie's obviously held up in many ways, but Tupac has kind of become like this international icon. Like if you go to Sub-Saharan Africa, like there is Tupac murals like everywhere. Like you can buy huh. Tupac like paintings that like so, you know in. All over, all over the world, Tupac is... I mean, he became the Jim Morrison of rap. And with I think all the it's because he looked that. better shirtless. Yeah. That's, a, big, yeah, that's, better a, good, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. The iconography is just... <laughs> yeah. That is true, though. You know, he was doing the Jesus thing. I mean, like, he guy yeah. had, like, like a Jesus... Huge Jesus tattoo, like, right on him. Like, right. multiple ones. Toughest was, dude with a nose ring, probably ever. Ever. Little, little probably, B, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember a little B. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like both, Tupac both or like Hannibal, like the original Hannibal, not yeah. Burns. Who wrote the yeah, elephants yeah, the across elephant. the Alps? Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal sure. the Punic yeah. Wars. Yeah, the Punic yeah. War Hannibal. Yeah, yeah. Not the Pete much Rapping. more hardworking one yeah. than, than the Hannibal I started out doing comedy with. No offense to him. But well, I mean, you can't you can't. Not the Hannibal. Hannibal's lazy, but yeah. on the elephants, that's tough shit. He got them across the Alps. Yeah. They yeah. just found more evidence of that. Hmm. Uh, this is now turning into a Hannibal crossing the Alps podcast uh, no, uh, top five favorite yeah. military Kevin, commanders from the from the, <laughs> from the pre from yeah. the BC era that's episode two the yeah. listeners who were brought up by the first one very confused mm-hmm. uh, two I mean you can't you can't go wrong with all eyes on me the Kevin Durant got the Tupac tattoo on his leg oh, recently not the biggie God. one <laughs> we Jeez, won't get we won't get into basketball guy goes to the goes to Bay Area once yeah <laughs> well, yeah goes to Bay Area yeah. yeah now he's into the uh, the Two, what do you think Tupac would be doing now is one of my favorite things to I, think I, about. I've, I've thought this many times, and the answer is always Evil Will Smith. Evil <laughs> Wow. <laughs> He's always Evil Will Smith. And there's great. the Jada Pinkett thing, which is really fascinating, because Jada Pinkett was Tupac's best friend in Baltimore. Yeah. They went to art school in yeah. Baltimore together, and they were best friends. And I, I was I remember reading something. I think it was actually – shut up, Ben West up. He's a new book, actually, out that kind of talks about all the West Coast hip, hip-hop hip, history. And I guess apparently they kissed once, and it was just, like, real weird. <laughs> like, never again. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. They're like, nope, not that is not the thing. Just and, one of those checking the oil didn't work. And, but yeah. at the same time, would you want your wife to be best friends with Tupac? I certainly wouldn't. No. 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 You know. No. You, she would deny it up and down, and you'd always wonder. Yeah. You'd always be like, nah. But then uh, part of you got to be like, well, it's Tupac. He gets to yeah. fuck everybody. Yeah. Come on. With what those I, apps, you, you almost couldn't even be mad at it. No. You know, and he's that like, experience? Also, you'd be yeah. like, hey, I'm Eskimo buddies at Tupac. Yeah. That's all yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, you know who which was. You know, just, Tupac fucked my wife. Uh-huh. You know, to your friends. No, you know? I swear to God, yeah. I just read LL Cool J's autobiography. Actually, randomly, it was from '97, so it's like very dated, which makes it even better. That's great. And I didn't know he dated Kadada Jones. That it was Tupac's uh, fiance at the time of his death. Oh, really? Jones's daughter. Yeah, uh-huh. Rashida Jones's uh, sister. sister. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they they were actually Eskimo brothers. And there's like actually Tupac, which is amazing because Tupac had originally dissed Quincy Jones for dating white women yeah. publicly. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he dated his daughter, and apparently there's a great story like where Quincy Jones comes up to him at the Jerry's Deli that used to be on uh, like Beverly Boulevard, and like comes up to him behind him at the booth and like puts his hands on his shoulder, and he's there with his daughter, and he's like, "Hey, Tupac, can we have a conversation?" Wow. And Tupac was so charming that he became like he loved Quincy Jones. Later. And then Tupac and Quincy had sex. Yeah. I didn't see that ending coming at all. <laughs> right wow. there at the Jerry's Deli, and everyone was fine with it. They're just watching two geniuses go. What they, oh, they're famous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Just have a pickle play. It's fine. <laughs> all right. All, all eyes on me. Going on the oh, – take third round. We made it to the third round hey, hey. where the low in theory and all eyes on me before them. The 90s, good time for hip-hop. Uh, it's my pick. I'm going to round out the third round, and uh, I'm going to go with the Fugees, the score. Okay. That's my pick. I just – it might not be as as well respected now. I have no idea how the Fugees. Have been. I just There's, wrote a long piece actually about it. it was it fake? Were, were they? No, I love I love the score. The Hell yeah, I made the right pick. Incredible though. album. Yeah. I uh, it, there's some corny songs on there for sure. Wyclef's cover of "No Woman No Cry" doesn't need to exist right. anywhere. But then I mean, just Lauren Hill at like I mean I love the you know I mean the Miseducation of Lauren Hill also a '90s album. Yeah, but like uh, she just she was like a god MC. She yeah. was one of the best rappers alive at that point, yeah. right? I mean, she, yeah, she had I mean, to be. Yeah, I mean, it's. You kinda... guys didn't like Praz the best. 
Big Pros guy. That's pretty cool. Only <laughs> pros, if you're listening, only I always appreciate fil- it. Only his yeah. film work. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- pros isn't Pros's favorite rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Pro- but Pros fills the, uh, the the Fife role well, I think, in, like, in yeah. terms of, like, look, like, no one wants to hear your solo record, but, like, your voice as a musical your voice is cool is as hell. Yeah. 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 Super you know? baritone. Super baritone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got, a little, got a little tremolo in there. Yeah. Got it moving. Yeah. Album, definitely a classic. Definitely the worst skit ever with the Chinese food. There is terrible. Yes. You're like, Did ooh, not ooh, age that well. is some 90s race. That, that is, is the bad. Mickey Rooney in <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's of rap sketches. I remember you, you couldn't, we couldn't play anything if we were at a party. We couldn't play anything but the Killing Me Softly cover if there were girls. Like, girls would say, no, put it on again. Yeah. It's like, we are, we just heard it twice. Can we, something, like, no. Like, the drunker they'd get. And, like, another girl would show up that just got there. She oh, hadn't heard Fugees. it yet. <laughs> yeah. that, they thought that was the one song. On the, you know, that's it. That was a, it was like a single. Yeah. Well, that was killing right. me they're, softly. They're genius, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. they they kind of they figured out how to get like both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could play like a song like "Ready or Not" is you know co- like Enya. You yeah, know, yeah, right? yeah. Here in an interview. Well, see, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Lauren, it was like not only a, a, the best rapper, like a beautiful singing, voice. beautiful singing. But she, know? I mean, she might be one of the most talented people. Yeah, to have it. I well, mean, to have it come through rap. Music. Yeah, and like you yeah. have a guy like Drake, who's like, oh, I invent, you know, forties. Like, whoever did that? And you're like, uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. And, yeah. yeah, like Lauren Hill was the best rapper and one of the best singers. Mm-hmm. And she was in like Sister Act two before all that shit. Yeah, yeah. you know, she was like acting in movies too. And it's and it's funny. It's like Drake. You really notice it. Drake, yeah. you're kind of like, ah, oh, all right, you're just singing this whole yeah. song. All right, Drake. Yeah, you know, with Lauren, like you never cross your mind. You're like, oh. What a lovely voice. She could Go ahead have and ju- sing. She could have just been an R and B singer. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on, yeah. on like I mean X Factor and some of the other songs that yeah. were on, you know, her later albums are like amazing. Oh, Fucking X Factor is such a good song. You know, we complain like you know, we were just complaining about how it took what four or five years for Frank Ocean to put out his next yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like we have people like Andre Three Thousand and like Lauren Hill yeah. who yeah, go like a decade. Yeah. ages between albums. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we should really be complaining about. But uh, Fuji La, one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah. I think all three of them crush it on that song. Mm-hmm. I liked, I always liked Cowboys and the Score, which were like. Uh, I love Cowboys. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah no, good I, song. I mean, like, and also, like, they had the kind of underground uh, New Jersey vibe with the outsiders coming, who it later became like a kind of big underground mm-hmm. rap group. Uh, you know, they had the Diamond D. I guess Diamond D hated working on that album. It was just like, this well, is a really? horrible experience. Well, yeah, I think, like, at the time, you're like, all right, White Gloves having an affair with, like, Lauren Hill the entire time. Like, uh, they're, like, in this, like, cramped basement in the middle of Newark. Diamond D's like, get me back. Yeah. You know, like, get me out of here. Diamond D's so good. Yeah. It's incredible. Weird, weird Pro- tension in the room. Definitely produced a song for Dana Barrow, so we'll yeah. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he did. That was Basketball's Best Kept Secret album. Have you heard that album? No. Oh, man. Well, Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop, one of the best albums yeah. of all. I'm, I'm going to say I'm, it's not on my list, but it almost made yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That was so a big good. Sal- He's got a one-track mind mm-hmm. band back in the day. That's that shit. Doom, yeah. Doom, doom, yeah, yeah, so good. Also, who's like, it? Wait, who's it? Diamond D. Diamond D. Also, the Diamond most D. Jewish. So we went back to it. Most Jewish name for a rap group ever. Diamond D. And the Psychotic Neurotics. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Diamond D. I think they meet at Jerry's Deli now. Paul Barman was in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's where they go have sex. Yeah, the black men. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, so that's the that's the end of the third round. Yeah. Rounded out with the uh, Fujis, uh, the score. So the fir- I also get the first pick of the fourth round. There you go. And what I'm going to do with the first pick of the fourth round, give me one second here. I got to. I'm going Dr. Dre, but I'm going with 2001. Oh, interesting. Which Which actually came out. It actually came out in 1999. Yep. Just under the cusp. Sweet loophole. Sweet loophole. (laughs) Name 2001. It's, It's one of. I mean. 
you can't separate, I think, your experience with albums from like when yeah. you know you got into them in your life. And that song, that album, I got into right when I was first able to drive. So I would just blast the Chronic Two Thousand One every everywhere I went. Like I think like ruined the speakers and the car that my mom bought me. Shout out Sue Carmel. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's so many, there's so many good. I mean, at at one point, somebody gets accused of looking like AC Green, which I really like. Yep, yeah. Uh, on big egos with feet like Ben Vereen. I mean, that's just a great diss. Uh, and and sung no less. Sung. You look like AC Green, <laughs> bitch. Don't call here anymore. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then I mean, swing about you get the boss for porno sketch. Which yeah. Is, no, Another terrible like, sketch. <laughs> the pop- can we? Bad. Can rappers stop assuming we want to hear them getting their dick sucked or like fucking? <laughs> that was definitely a very Dre. That was a very Dre thing though. Like everyone, it's like it was like a. a Do you ever hear the the Firm album? Yes. That was the most homoerotic dialogue ever. Is the song called Nas is coming? Yeah. And it's like if you ever listen to it, it's like Dre's like, ugh. What's up, Nas? And you're like, whoa, okay, oh, hey. guys. The song is called Nas is coming. We need. To, there had to be a better way you could have phrased that. <laughs> Nas's latest release, something like yeah, that. Yeah, make, make a hoe a housewife on that album, which is I always thought a hilarious. Um, but it's got. I mean, it's just full of fucking bangers. Mm-hmm. 2001. I mean, like, Explosive. still DRE. Explosive. What's the difference? Exhibit on what's the difference? Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite exhibit song. Mm-hmm. I think is is yeah. him on what's DJ the Quick difference. DJ thought he was being dissed on uh on that song. But on what's the difference? On what's the difference? That's what they t- they thought it was the difference between Dre and Quick. That's what that Quick took it personally. Yeah, I, I think a, a like a perm is the difference between Dre and Quick <laughs> for the most <laughs> part, right? <laughs> One of the greatest perms. Yeah. One yeah. of the greatest perms. Not exactly as good as Drew Downs. Oh, but oh yeah. Drew, Down. Drew Down had Shout the best out perm to in the Down. business. Yeah. Uh, that my and one another one of my favorite songs ever is on some some L.A. and I'm not gonna finish it, but uh, Doctor, it's like a total L.A. like posse track, Dre, Hitman, Nocturnal, Hitman, yeah. You know, it's like uh, I always felt that was one of the worst things. It was like it was, was the song where he's like on Fuck You, where he was an amazing uh, Devin the Dude, one of Devin the Dude's greatest songs. Yeah, like, introduced yeah. him to wide audience, but it's like he's like you let Melman hit it and Hitman hit it. Damn, Damn, bitches. You're like, how bad yeah. must that feel to be Melman or Hitman? Just to like, be the exa- yeah. Uh, you even let Hitman hit it? It's like the lumber. As the recording, it, Melman's coming out of the bathroom just flushing. Like, what, yeah. wait, what? Did I, what I hear something? What are you guys talking about? No, nothing, Melman, nothing. <laughs> it's cool. Keep that, take. Keep, yeah. keep, keep that take. Keep that take. Mailman's in the bathroom. Quick, 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 yeah. quick, quick. Yeah, the the indifferent white engineer. Got it. <laughs> no, no problem, Mr. Dre. You got it. Oh man, but that that song was one of the ones. Like when I moved to LA, I was like, it, like it's gonna be, it's gonna be okay. Listen to this song. Mm. You're gonna go be part of this. That's why I assumed I'd move here and immediately fall in. Sure. With uh, with with you know, at least the Lynch Mob. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So Chronic 2001. I mean, Eminem's great on it. Yeah, uh, you it might know, be Eminem's the, greatest rapping performance. It, he's Eminem. Yeah. By the way, quick tangent because I don't know if we're going to talk about him again. One of my favorite guest verse rappers, and I don't, and I'm not a huge fan of just Eminem songs. No one has aged worse than Eminem. I it's, feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. Joe. I mean, although I will say, I, I did consider. I wrote down the Slim Shady LP because that was amazing, and that EP he put up before. Yeah, Slim Shady EP was amazing. But the, the homophobia has aged really poorly. Really bad. Yeah. The jokes are not like it's like okay, you're making fun of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Ouch! Yeah, <laughs> you zinger. Tough it target. Was, he yeah. was like the. <laughs> and this isn't even fair to who I'm going to compare him to, but he's like the South Park of rappers. 
I will you know, South Park like who did, and South Park has aged way better. Yeah. But like at the time, Eminem totally equals right. South Park to me in my head for some reason. Yeah, that makes you know, sense. He 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 almost was like so good at, at this is gonna be sound really bad, but like so good at hip hop, it was almost like he was one of those autistic kids who can like count how many cards have dropped on the floor. Oh like, yeah, he can't not rap incredibly, but the content, who knows where it's gonna go? You right, know I mean? right. And will right. a song be good? But it's like he's undeniably, you know. Just in terms of writing lyrics, yeah, like the best. Has anyone, one of the best. Yeah, well, I mean, like the way he does, like so even now, like the way he does syllables. I'll, I'll say, yeah, yeah. Has anyone in the history of rap ever had less fun? Like I feel like I'd rather ah, be at a party with Razkaz yeah. than Eminem. Ah, like Razkaz will sit me in the corner and be like, "Do you know what your ancestors did?" I'm like, "I don't know." They're yeah. doing yeah. rap. Really? A Razkaz will party. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give me that blunt. Like Eminem's like, Argh. yeah. <laughs> like give me all your pills in the cabinet. Yeah. No. Razkaz will get drunk and be like, "Now here's a fun story about cockazoids." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Emma, I've never really thought about that, but there, there's very little joy in his music. Never had fun. It's like, like even, this... yeah, the My Fault song, or like, it ain't My Fault song, like, like, all right, cool, you went to a rave, you gave a girl mushrooms, oh, and it ended terribly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. You know, ever is like, the Urban Eminem story, we're like, yeah, it ended pretty well. That was there's the never a fun one where it ends with him making breakfast for everybody. <laughs> no. <It's> not, yeah. <laughs> and then I serve Fago at breakfast. Yeah. like, no. Better, a better for me, Eminem, a better spice than a main dish, and he's the perfect spice on this Chronic 2001 <laughs> album. Does, yeah. And I mean, you, I mean, you had a great production, you know, from Dre, and then like all the raps was R- Scott Storch, Scott Storch too, yeah. mm-hmm. early Scott Storch, and, and Jay Z and Eminem wrote everything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, for Dr. Dre, actually pretty good, yeah. pretty good rap. Must have paid for uh, Scott Storch's uh, yacht, Storchavelli. Storchavelli is the name of his yacht. Well, he got four clubs. And his big marble house, like (laughs) on Miami Beach, it looks like a a Roman temple. I wonder if whatever bank ended up with Scott Storch's yacht kept the name Storchavelli. I'd hope so. I hope so too. (laughs) Just some guy named Alan, some fifty-six-year-old guy named Alan on Storchavelli. Who can can afford that boat exactly? Yeah, not to modify it at all. (laughs) Shit. I have exactly three hundred million dollars. What does that even mean? Do you want it or not, Mr. Fisher? Store Alan Fisher, owner of Storchavelli. <laughs> so that's my pick. First one for the fourth round, Chronic 2001. Jeff, you're up. I'm going to go with Red Man Muddy Waters. Wow. I'm going to go with Red Man Muddy Waters because I feel like uh, that one is one that's bound to be slipped under the radar. And Red Man, one of those, like, it's interesting. You know, like, I feel like you have the most underrated. Like, I, I just tweeted the other day, Mystical is the most underrated rapper of all time. Huh. I love mystical. Amazing. I like. Red I don't Man love problematic. He committed. No God. Yeah, yeah. What's the problem with rap? It's like if you really think about like how many of your favorite rappers have done pretty unconscionable things. Like yeah. a lot of them. Not I mean, Paul not Barman. Ma- <laughs> not Paul Barman. <laughs> not many worse than mystical, yeah. unfortunately. But Redman is always the one who people say. I always say he's not really that underrated. Eminem did list him on the most popular album of all time as one of his favorite rappers. It's like Jadakiss. Jadakiss not underrated at all. Mm. Right. But, but yeah. Muddy Waters. To me, is the perfect red. I, I mean, his first three albums are classics. I think uh, I almost did uh, what what the, the album. album. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I love Muddy Waters just because it's like I mean, I smoked a lot of weed. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I smoked a lot of marijuana. Yeah, Red Man, uh, it goes well. Goes well. It turns he pairs out. nicely. Yeah, yeah. He pairs nicely. I mean, and like just uh, so many great songs on this album. Eric, this is probably you know a lot of people would say EPMD, but I would say this might be the height of Eric Sermon's production. Wow. On this album, I mean. Pick it up, 
an, a best song ever about finding things on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What, uh, what it's a tight man. competition. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I found things. Like, it's like, after a festival, that's what you want to hear. You're like, yeah. oh, I just found a bag of Molly. Pick it up, you know? Yeah. Red Man. Uh, just so just so funny and so, like uh, subtly creative. Just a very yeah. – you know, one of the best, most psychedelic rappers I think ever. Maybe mm-hmm. the best Cribs episode of all time. Oh, easily, easily, easily Redman's Cribs is. The I'd best. say tie between him and Master P. Yeah, you want to, opposite ends of the spectrum. Totally. Di- yeah. You know how much is, was Redman really living in just like a, a duplex though in New Jersey with a doorbell that didn't work? That had to be one of a couple places he I, lived. Yeah, I think right? that might have been his like like the place that he grew up in that he like his mom was still living there or like he'd bought it out or something. Yeah, but it's amazing that he never said that. Yeah, right, you know I mean? just, this like, is where, no, this I live. where I live. Here's here's my PS2. Yeah, you know, playing the controller at the TV at the camera. Yeah, and, and With, yeah. If I mean, there may be some people listening to this who aren't who only maybe know Red Man from like Red Meth and stuff like that. Yeah. What are some good Red Man tracks that people should listen to to get into Red Man? I mean, pick it up. I would say Whatever Man is an is an amazing yeah. song. And those videos at the time, I always liked. Uh, you rock the spot was really good. I mean that. I think if you if you want to get charged up, uh, 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 time for some action is like oh, a yeah. just classic. I'll I'm be, gonna I'll be I'm that. gonna kick the door off your car. Yeah. to get inside <laughs> your car. <laughs> I would also say the ooh song that he did with De La Soul. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, bong, bong, yeah. Bong, he's great bong, on that. Bong. Yeah, that is a classic. Yeah. Fuck, I haven't thought about that song in a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm listening to that so good. four times tonight. <laughs> Uh, all right. Also, yeah, Redman just like I mean, like just a cool, like you know what I mean. Like I feel like the the idea of like an everyman rapper is kind of stupid. Usually, an everyman rapper is kind of synonymous with boring. But Redman, like you're like that's who I want to smoke weed with. Yeah, you know, it's like I always I, I they wrote something once. It was like you know. You, like when you read a book, you're like you want to like have a conversation with the rapper. Like, but like when you listen to, like a good rap album, you're like I want to smoke weed with that guy. And yeah. like I feel like Redman was like the platonic good deal. You're like that guy. Mm-hmm. You get high with him, he will make being bored fun. The anti Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like, having yeah. fun all the he time. He was always laughing. Yeah, yeah. Classic pit. You've talked me into it. I wasn't so sure, but so, now I'm I'm fully in on Redman. All, right. mm-hmm. all right, so that's uh, your pick of the fourth round. Redman, Muddy Waters, Bronger. You want to wrap up the fourth round? I'm gonna go uh, uh, and 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 vote with my heart this time. Unlike rather, people might not think of this as a classic. But uh, it's been a, a Dr. Dre heavy day, but I'm going with Living Like Hustlers by Above the Law. Oh, that's Ooh. a great pick. That, like that is some of the best beats I've ever heard in my life. This is still back when he was coming off of uh, No One Can Do a Better, DOC, which is, I won't say my favorite, maybe if I, had, if I was pressed, still my favorite era of Dr. Dre production, where he was just still, you know, arguably dipping his toes into hip-hop, back from, you know, NWA to DOC to, to and, but like, that whole album is is you know great lyrics you know one eighty seven in uh, um, uh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name uh, the KMG the illustrator uh, thank you uh, great back and forth you know probably if I had to pick a duo from that era I'd still go with EPMD but yeah. like that album front to back was just great because it was just like just listening to people casually talking about how they're criminals and yeah. how they get away with it and various scenarios and like there's there's no better opening to a rap album than murder rap to me, right? They're just that, yep, yep, that just comes in. Oh, that's so them. insane. Now I got a murder rap. Yep. Yeah. yeah, one of the hardest rap albums. Hardest, ever. yeah, it's yeah, incredible. And it's got the it's got the the last song that has everybody on it, has Doc on it, and yeah, it's just and like a. That's I love, the kind of song. Love back make... when you always had a posse cut at the end. Yeah, you know, like Doc uh, had a grand finale, and then they had the last song. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's Murder rap will want to make you break windows for no reason. For sure. That's that yeah. kind of it song. It makes you feel like you're an angel Abo- dust. Uh, above the I mean, above the lodge is that Danny Brown once said about Black Superman, which is a little later, but he was like, if you hear that song at a club, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like something is about to go down. Mm-hmm. And used really well in the OJ, in the OJ uh, TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shout out to the OJ. Shout out to uh, Mar- Mar- the woman who played Marsha Clark. <laughs> Just, what's her name again? I forget. She's great. I'm, I'm blowing it. <laughs> I think Emmy nominated. Schwims took all the attention. Wherever she is, yeah. good for her. Yeah. Whatever yeah. she's John doing. Travolta, is. <laughs> Travolta Sean O'Connor said, "I don't think he'd mind me saying this." He, he said, "I think he tweeted it." He said that John Travolta looked like a gay outer space cat, <laughs> in that and like acted, not looked like, but like act. That's what the that's what he was channeling. That's funny. Everybody else was trying to play the character as they were, and Travolta <laughs> was like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm going a different direction yeah. with this." Uh, Clyde, that's 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 fantastic. But yeah, if if if, if people can find that album, buy it. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah, you'll yeah. love it. We used to drive <laughs> when when my f- the first of my friends to get a driver's license, we'd all go in the just sit in this in the back of his pickup and drive around downtown Portland, blaring that album, <laughs> sliding around. We'd sitting on Taco Bell trays, yeah, <laughs> like those, those fast food trays, and yeah, just yeah, sliding around, just just risking death. At every turn, like as he just take hard rights and lefts, and just listen to that music, seeking just, any damage you could find. I don't know how, like how there was no cop attention. I don't know, but it was great. That's amazing. Mm. That's a, the kind of music with stuff like that. You don't have to be an actual criminal. You could find, let's say, you have a, a like a mouse trap, and a rat gets caught in it. <laughs> you know, and you're like, God, I got to kill this rat. It's stuck. You know, put on murder rap. Well, murder rap. You got stomp it. Stomp it without thinking. You got it. Mm-hmm. Cold blooded. Yep. Fantastic. All right. So that's a great pick. You're up again. You also have that's the final pick of the fourth round, and now you're up with your final pick. Okay, the first pick of the fifth round. Okay, this is the last round, right? This is the last round. Ooh. There's some gems on the board still. Oh my god, so tough. Well, I got I got to go because it was such a it was such a big album for me. It was uh, Bizarre Ride the Far Side? By yeah, yeah. Because it's just uh, it's like uh, the production was. Uh, so dissimilar, I found from song to song, but every song was great. Like, there's no bad song on there, and they were like, been, like just out of their heads, crazy and stoned, and but like put together really good songs. And each one of them was a very different rapper, but very good rapper. You know, yeah. Like, I I wish they were still making music as a collective. I wish kind of you and know they hate each other. Yeah, I know they really hate. each I other. I know, and that's sad. But they were. They were kind of the, the natural extension of that whole native tongues thing that was coming out of New York, yeah. but completely like the West, West Coast, Coast version of it. Yeah, so LA, so West Coast. That's what I loved about it. Um, yeah, like even uh, other fish, just a just a great song about trying to get over somebody. Yeah, pass me by. Obviously, when but, you're in love with someone and they kid, they don't know who you are. It's an ama- you know? it's an amazing song. Passing me yeah, by is the, uh, your mama. Your, your, your mama. mama's great. Your mama yeah. is a fantastic song. The best like playground yeah. song like uh-huh. ever. You know, pass the pipe like, is like one of the best weed songs I think because it's just it just degenerates. It just goes crazier and crazier and crazier. Oh yeah. shit! Who else would oh, like shit. have a song about like picking oh, up like transvestites? Yeah, accidentally. accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Only Fat Lip who would visit it again later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Eddie uh, Murphy of rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, good skits actually on that one. Uh, Pat, mm-hmm. like, Quentin's on his way. That was the drug dealer. Yeah, who, like he had his album. Jay Swift signed him, and then he had an album, but I don't think it ever came out. Mm-hmm. But I actually have a friend who's doing the thirty-three and a third on uh, on that album, which is amazing. And he goes to me, he's like, "Pick my brain about it." And I go, "You want to know the real truth is find Quentin." 
I bet you Quinn has stories. Yeah. Wow. Because the yeah. drug dealer always has stories. Mm-hmm. You know. He's around every he's like the yeah, the moth on the wall. Yeah. 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 You always just, want him there. Like he was the weed guy. And they they were the first rap group to actually find a way to do that uh Thelonious Monk song as a song. Quentin's on his way. Yeah. What is that? Uh Honeysuckle Rose. Rapping over Thelonious Monk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> An unsampleable <laughs> artist for the most part. <laughs> Kanye's favorite album, actually. Kanye said it was his favorite album. Oh really? It was all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense because that I mean it kind of like if you think about 92 i mean obviously you have freestyle fellowship going to the good life but yeah yeah they they really broke the mold for like in terms of la gangster rappers and it was interesting because i feel like everyone wanted to make it into like a like a binary oh you're gangster you're like the far side but it's like you know these guys like grew up in the hood in south central they were right. like living that you know uh, they ended up getting ensnared worse than anybody with drugs yeah yeah you know and uh but it was interesting and i feel like that album yeah i mean the storytelling on that album officer you, yeah it's really all on there and like they were riding in the uh they, apparently like that was what how they actually the start of their breakup came because they went riding during the riots and like they were in this horrible old van and it just stopped like it just they, the cops came and it just stopped and everyone gets out of the van except jay swift and they took him to jail, and then he showed up, like, a few days later at the sessions, and there was, like, tension about who was producing what. They brought in somebody else to finish the album, and Whoa. it was the beginning of the end right Holy there. Holy shit. Yeah. That was it. And Lab Cab in California is also a great, great album. album. Yeah. Great album. So, yeah. I mean, they, they got two great ones. But I, mean, I think I, Bizarre Right is Bizarre, like all-time, added, it's two, all-time classic. Yeah. It was on the list for sure. Fat one of my Fat Lip, who was in the Far Side later on, uh, that song "What's Up, Fat Lip," which so I mean, I think good. such a good song. Yeah, if you want like the anti braggadocio yeah, just it's all about being like a shitty person a who nobody likes. It's like <laughs> I'm a total loser. Yeah. Uh, a thing no rapper will honestly say. Yeah, and he gives concrete examples of how much of a like, loser he is. Com- yeah. com- compelling case. You're yeah. like, hey, <laughs> fuck you, Fat Lip, a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, fuck you to the fat lip who lives within each of us. Yeah. That's really what that song is. <laughs> so that, Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, mm. that's, your, that's your fifth pick. That's my fifth. Fantastic fucking pick. Thank you. Jeff, we're on to you. Your last pick. All right. Well, see, I, you know, I was originally going to go with Sugar Free Street Gospel. Ah. But, I, you know, we've, there's, and then I was like, uh, gotta, I, we got to have a Wu-Tang thing. In, yes. And I was, mm. I, 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 was, I was going to be remiss if I didn't say it. And then you're like, all right, well. You got you got four real choices for the Wu Tang album. You have obviously the first Wu Tang. Actually, you could say Wu Tang Forever, which would be an interesting pick too. Yeah, but um, probably another thirty six would be the one. Or then you have obviously uh, Liquid Swords, incredible. Yeah, your Ghostface's album. You know, a safe pick, but it has to be on there. It's only built for Cuban links. Has yeah. to be on there. Yeah, I think. And I mean, we talk about duos. I mean, was there ever a better duo than Go? I mean, and maybe trios because Capadonna is kind of mm-hmm. Capadonna kind of killed it on. Uh, but I mean, only built for. I mean, obviously, it kind of. I don't know if it invents the mafioso rap, but it certainly perfects it. Yeah, you know, it, the slang on it. It's its own. I think I. You know, I think I once compared Supreme Clientele to like Ulysses of rap, but like it mm. kind of starts there where they have its own. I mean, no one had ever had a language. I don't think like that before. Right. And it's like a labyrinth, you know. The album just the more you listen to it, it goes deeper. I mean, and then you have ice cream, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I just, I, I just remember like being a kid and just being like, I got the purple tape, and like it was a funny random story. I was like at a fucking Club Med of all places, and like we went, like we're like hanging out. And, like, I had the boombox. So, like, back when, like, people had to bring boombox, you know? And, like, there were these two guys, like, they were, like, the doc and, like, this like this white dude and this black dude with an afro. And they were, like, maybe 18, 19. And, like, I thought they were super cool. We have this crazy party in the room. They come by. They bring their cassette tapes. They leave, too. It's Craig Mack Project Funk to World. <laughs> and the purple tape. 
And uh, obviously, Craig Mack, Project Funk the World is the better of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wouldn't be around next year. And he, <laughs> waiting, waiting for that one. No. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you said, it's like one of those albums that like, if you said that like Only Built for Human Links is the best album of all time, you couldn't necessarily contradict it. It's a hard one to fight against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you consider all the things. There's like, a lot of albums that I feel like get to 100. And they mm-hmm. get to it in different ways, yeah. and that's definitely one of the ones that gets to a hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's like the term, the word "built" is in it. Like, it's such a well-built album. Yeah, the thing about you know, Thirty Six Chambers is the obvious choice, but you also kind of go, well, but it's a lot of guys. You yeah, know what I mean? it's like yeah. All with everybody with their own different viewpoints, stuff like that, and the beats are great, but like everything on on only built is just like yeah. unbelievable you know? only only meta gets his own like song on there too mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean, we talked about nas i mean verbal intercourse might be maybe the best nas verse of that era yeah you know amazing but, and at a lot of great ones i mean glacier's advice i mean it just goes on like when it was just it just we were talking about like yeah, setting a mood like you mentioned all eyes on me like that album is almost scary as shit yeah that album just just puts you on edge you know, yeah, the like killer, the John Woo kind of. Yeah, samples. the samples from yeah. the killer for sure. Yeah, it feels like being in New York, lost in a neighborhood yeah. that you're not supposed and, to be in. Rizzo yeah. goes, "That was the summer album." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. they were. They're like, like Liquid Swords was the winter album. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Fucking. Uh, wait, I'm. Uh, I'm not going to pick another 36, even though it's an amazing album. So we could talk about Wu Tang Clan just in general a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Who do you? I mean, at, who do you think has had the best career coming out of it? I gotta go, Ghostface. Ghostface. Yeah, I, that's he's probably not like my favorite. Just rap. We're just talking just rap. Just rap. rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say Ghostface. It's got to be Ghostface, right? Mm-hmm. I th- it, of all you... the stuff he's put out, and you would never have guessed it. I don't think it. And I mean, he. I think he just gotten out of jail, like when Enter the Thirty Six. So I, I don't think he's like he's on it a little. Last, or that might be Maskila, but he had just gotten. Yeah, so that was the rumor that he was, you know, was wearing the Ghostface to hide. You would have like, picked. Uh, you would have picked Method. Most people, I think, coming out of like out oh, of that, that was, album. That was, he, yeah. was, he was the marquee star. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he had the look, and he was like an incredibly unique style and everything. Just but... fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, unquantifiable cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Before everyone blossomed into the geniuses they were going to become. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool lives early. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great pick. Thank you. Fantastic yeah, it was pick. Not original, but had to be done. With it, mine. I will. I, okay. I'm going to pick probably one that I'd, I'm not even that sure about. I'm picking it half because I really enjoy this album, half because I just kind of want to talk about it, okay. and it's a ridiculous album. My fifth pick and the final pick of the draft is uh, 1997's Puff Daddy's No Way Out. Oh, great album. <laughs> <laughs> it, I feel wrong picking a, a, a Puff Daddy album, but this Victory is a fucking... yeah. Victory's a fucking all about the Benjamins is yeah, on there. Benjamins. There's the there's a few Senorita. Senorita. <laughs> there's a few just pup pup just a few puff daddy. Yeah. I Senorita who I mean he went on to date Jennifer Lopez, totally. so that song became prophetic, you know, yeah. at the time. Uh, Young G's was a, was an amazing album. Is that the amazing song? The one with uh, with Jay Z and Jay Z and yeah. Biggie, right? Yeah. yeah, incredible song. There's that, and it's just it's just bombastic and decadent. Mm-hmm. The video for Victory was one of those like they showed on pop up video, and it was like this thing cost eight million dollars. Yeah, and yeah. like Dennis Hopper and Danny DeVito are in it. Yeah, you know they're filming in like underground expensive hotel swimming pools and shit. Like Busta Rhymes plays a, a gargoyle. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> Buster Rhymes in that it's some weird like ru- the video's like the Running Man and Puff Daddy's running away from people who are hunting him. The most dangerous game, of and for some reason, 
Buster Rhymes is just a gargoyle in a big, furry, feathery, Andre 3000-looking jacket mm-hmm. just wrapping off the side of a building with a rainstorm happening behind him. Yep. I was sold after that. Yeah, hook, sure. line, and sinker. Sure. Yeah. A friend of mine, actually, he's, he's working for a company, and like they, they have a, it's like an app, and they have a new technology where you can put yourself in any music video. And I was at like a festival, and like a bunch of music writers were talking. They're like, well, what would you do? And I was like, oh, definitely the Been Around the World video. Like, no, yeah. that's where I want to be. I have just landed in the <laughs> middle of the Arabian <laughs> Desert. There's a bunch of sheiks around me, and I'm with Puffy and Mace. <laughs> like, go. great. Yeah. And everyone's like, is this Puff Daddy? And you're like, yeah, of course it's Puff <laughs> Daddy. Puff Daddy? Puff Daddy? That and that's on that album too, yeah, right? No yeah, way out. Yeah. There's a there's a good song with Black Rob. Yeah. Second mm-hmm. second Black Rob shout out. Yeah. Uh, where he, where he, I mean, I mean, he was supposed to sound like Biggie, I think, and he sounds a little bit like Biggie on that track. Uh, yeah. It's just I just fucking enjoy that album. I yeah. mean, it's definitely. I don't think any critic would say it's one of the 15 best rap albums of the 90s. Yeah, I'll Maybe. be missing you. I'll which, be I'll be know, missing you yeah. too. So, yeah. I mean, it's a weird. It's. It, one way to listen to it is like I bet a lot of these tracks were supposed to have Biggie on them. For sure. And yeah. the production, it's I mean, like he fuck. wrote he wrote a lot of them, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can and tell his rhyme scheme. His rhyme scheme, yeah, absolutely. And you know that like Biggie would have killed it. So it's yeah. almost a combination of these are some good songs. And Biggie's on a few of them. And also like fuck, like what might have been. Well uh Puffy's one of his chief producing guys, like in his little the bad boy team. Yeah. He had a great point where people are just like, Oh, you they just say you just take a you know, we just take that sample uh, from um, that Herb Albert song. It was hypnotized, you know? Yeah. He's like, all all you guys do is just take a loop and, and, and make a song. He's like, you try it. Yeah. You try it. You find, you find a hot loop and you make a song as good as anything we make. And I was like, that's a really good point. They would take known samples, you know, like Hollywood Swingin' and make that in that Mace song. But yeah. It's like, could anyone hook it up as well as them for that kind of music? For club banging yeah. music. Yeah, and hey, like RZA was doing pretty similar things. Dre was yeah. doing pretty similar yep. things. I mean, like a lot of those like Dre loops are Parliament songs. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for yeah. sure. The, in, fact, I, in fact, that it, it annoyed the shit out of me in the Straight Outta Compton uh, movie where he just plays the riff from yeah. the Lattimore song, I Want to Do Something Freaky to You. Yes. Like he made it up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, that oh, was like, off the it. song. <laughs> I just figured the it out. The song goes, the 70s song. Yeah. And he plays it and I'm like, oh, fuck you, man. Oh, moment of genius. Just came up with this melody right now. We just saw the ape touch the obelisk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Called I want to do something freaky to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, fucking, but they they rapped over uh, a David Bowie song, been been around the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But made Let's it dance. bang. It, it made bang. a song that was already a huge hit. Yeah, you know, slowed it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beefed up the drums, and it was fucking yeah, it's like, awesome. It's it was it was very you know like scientific how why, they would make that stuff. Why work. don't we take Puff Daddy as seriously as we should? Is it because he's overexposure? Because he doesn't write rhymes. He, he writes checks. Yeah, which that's is a true. great line. Great yeah. line. <laughs> it's one of the greatest great lines. Line. But I feel like, you I wonder know, who it's like, wrote it. Yeah. It's like he, he's, he's a, I, I would consider him a little bit more of a, of a genius executive. Yeah. Great performance. That's to where get he him started. Greek, though. Yeah. Really yeah. funny. Going back to Jeffries. Pretty good in Made, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Made, honestly, was Made great. not a great film, but he was pretty great in yeah. Made. <laughs> yeah. Puffed at very talented. Started as an A&R and ended up becoming. He was a backup dancer originally. I think he started as a backup dancer? I think he was like starting as a backup dancer. Yeah. Backup dancer, then A&R. Was, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, the concerns are crazy. I mean, he was going to Howard and then would just, you know, like, yeah. he would just take the train up at like two in the morning or three yeah. in the morning up to New York and get there and, you know, just bitch out Andre Harrell later and just, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, have the you know, it's interesting. I mean, to, to find Biggie and like I don't know, and teach Biggie. Well, and he was songs. he was just known. 
Like before he was, I remember there was he was in an ad in the source. He was in a Carl Kanai ad, and he it was just like Sean Puffy Combs. And I'm like, is he a rap? Is he a rapper? Or yeah, was we had a charity he, basketball you know? game that was like he came mm-hmm. out of the ash. You know that, that like there was a huge fire and like Heavy D. You know Heavy D was performing and yeah, you know and it, well he had the, all those like uptown. You know it was where he discovered. I mean Mary J. Blige. I think everyone yeah. forgets about that sort yeah. of. You know it's overlooked because she's so successful. But I mean French Montana. <laughs> he's, French now, Montana. He's, now, he's still kind of doing it. You well, know? He's, he's like yeah. he's like Pusha T's at like advisor now. Like he sits in, yeah. with, like, with, like when he's writing lyrics and stuff. And who's better than than Push? Still getting drop name dropped by Pusha T in 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like well, it's like some, it's like it's like a thing like Birdman, right? Yeah, I think about Birdman. You're like, well, honestly, like I mean, I don't know if Birdman's the greatest rapper, but he also did like Father Like Son, and he also was in like The Big Timers, and he also is the best A&R of all time, and also had the brain, the, the vision to do cash. And you kind of look at like history, and you're like, I mean, whether it's regular history or music history or whatever, kind of like history is written by kind of like just people with crazy ass ideas. That yeah, just yeah. Make things happen. Mm-hmm. And Puffy made, the, I mean, he's responsible for the later part of the 90s, I think. You know, it, yeah. it, No Way Out's one of those albums that you're like, all right. The Jiggy era begins here. Yeah. You'd say it's life after death, but it's really, I think, No Way Out, where it's just got very, very jiggy very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, guys, you guys kept this podcast jiggy, I'm going to say, the entire time. Thanks, man. And this, I don't, this was a lot of fun. This is my mom used Very educated. <laughs> you guys were both very jiggy. Oh, and, uh, That's all I ever wanted. Thanks, I, I want to both let you know that you're both lit and oh, woke. Oh. So thank you so much. <laughs> That wraps. So let's. That's that's it. That concludes the draft. Really quick, we're gonna go over. We're gonna go over. Everybody's five. We're not gonna decide who won right now. We're gonna put that up on Twitter. We're gonna have some experts weigh in. Yeah, let people fight it out. We're gonna let people fight it out. But uh, Matt Bronger, your five albums: Nas, Illmatic, uh, The Resurrection by Common, Low End Theory by A Tribe Called Quest, uh, and then The Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. Those were your five. Oh wait, and I and left one out. Living what? Above, living like hustlers. Living like hustlers. By above the law. By above Great the law. Wild card pick. Thanks. Fantastic that. five. Great start to five. Jeff, you had uh, Outcast, AT Aliens, number one. Snoop, Doggy Style, number two. Tupac, All Eyes on Me, number three. Fantastic. Red Man, Muddy Waters, at number four. Yeah. Fantastic pick. And then uh, number five, only built for Cuban Links. Five classic solid albums. List. Five so- solid list. Five solid list. Mine, not quite as solid, uh, but started <laughs> no, with <laughs> Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G., Equemini by Outkast, uh, The good. Score by the Fugees, Dr. Dre's The Chronic 2001. The Chronic, still on the board, by the way. Hmm. And then uh, rounded it out with No Way Out by Puff Daddy and The Family. And the Family. Yeah. I mean, we left. Carl uh, Thomas is very happy. Carl Tom- <laughs> Carl Thomas is on there, and uh, oh my god, two people that Foxy Brown's on it. As Kanye well as used around. recently. That other uh, Kelly Price. Yeah. Kelly Price also on the album. Yeah. Uh, a visionary. We left before we before we wrap it up. We the nineties left a lot. Out. We a left lot. a lot on the table. We a left lot. the first Chronic. We left. We almost left fucking. We left thirty six chambers. Yep. Miseducation, Lauren Hill. Check your head and ill communication. Yeah, also were yep. ones that I definitely had. Uh-huh. I fought with those. Reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt the, is the, the infamous. It's dark Mar-V. and hell is hot by DMX. Pete Rock, Seal Smooth, yeah. Mac and the Soul Brother. Freestyle Fellowship, Inner City Cry, Three oh Six Mafia, God. Mystic Styles was one I wrote down. America's Most Wanted. 
Ice Cube. Oh, Souls no, of Mischief. All the Ice Cube, yeah. Uh, death Certificate. Death Certificate. Kill God could damn. Have, you know, I thought about DJ Shadow introducing Goody Mob yeah. Soul. Yeah. Goody Mob Soul Food. All of Quick, all of Sugar Quick, yeah. yeah. I was I was going to go Alcoholics Coast to Coast. Ooh, that's yeah. a good Love that yeah. album. We could have we could have we could have done this for three four more hours. Oh, yeah. Fear of a Black Planet. Oh, Public Fear of a, Enemy. Yeah, it's ninety. Nineteen ninety. The CB four soundtrack. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fuck your sister. I fuck your cat. Won't fuck your mom because the bitch is too yeah. fat. <laughs> oh, CB four. Guy, thank you, thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thanks for uh, having me. This is so much fun, man. Yeah. yeah once again, this was Matt Bronger, stand up comedian. Check him out. Jeff Weiss, a fantastic writer. Check him out too. I've been your host, uh, Ian Carmel. Thank you for listening. Tune in again next week. There it was. The All Fantasy Everything 90s hip-hop version is in the books. Thank you again to Matt Bronger. Thank you, Jeff Weiss, for coming in. Uh, Thank you for listening. And a reminder, uh, to vote on which draft... Which collection of albums you liked the most, go to at Ian Carmel on Twitter, pinned to the top of the page. There will be a poll for you to vote on. Uh, Make sure you log your vote. We'll determine the winner. And then we'll be back next week with another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Thank you for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast.